For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Bill DeMott, and if you think you're tough enough, you'll listen to In the Room with Brady Hicks. And if you're not tough enough, <laughs> you'll listen to the Stroh and Kathy. But I'm here to tell you, Hugh Morris says so, Bill DeMott says so, and if you have to answer the general election, he says so. <laughs> In the Room with Brady Hicks. You better be listening. VOCNation.com. Check us out each and every Tuesday night. The number to call in, 914-338-1885. Don't forget, you can also check us out on Patreon. Uh, The full unedited videos with no commercials available for as low as just $3 a month. So be sure to check out all that stuff as well. I'm Brady Hicks. Once again, I've got with me the... I'm doing great, Brady. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Let me turn this music down a little. I get not that easy of a street. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's uh, it's great to be back with you guys once again. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have fun, all that jazz. Uh, joining us also the one and only maestro, professional wrestling actor, entertainer, wrestler. What what's going on, my friend? How you doing tonight? Uh, great to be with you guys. I had a fabulous time uh, being inducted into the Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame this past weekend. Even though my face looks like Richard Dreyfus from uh, <laughs> Coast Encounters of the Third Kind. But other than nice. that, it was a great time and uh, it, it, it was fun. Great to be here, as always. I, I definitely want to talk about that in one second, but let's not introduce, or let's uh, introduce uh, our good friend, <laughs> the incomparable Ray Bogus. What's going on, Ray? What, what's the word? Well, I was. 
I was not inducted into the Carolina Wrestling Hall of Fame this weekend. Uh, and with that introduction you just gave me, it shows. <laughs> I was just inducted into the Pizza Hut Hall of Fame. They put my plaque up uh, over over by Wing Street there. No, that's stupid. So it's, <laughs> and it's, it's nice that, you, that you're finally in there with me. You know, I mean, I've been in there for a long time after setting that, that record for Book It. Yeah. But, you know, it is it is good to finally have you uh, in the Pizza Hut Hall of Fame. But well-deserved. I mean, that golden jacket, uh, yeah, I feel like I mm-hmm. should have earned it probably 30 years ago. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call in tonight, 914-338-1885. Uh, we also have a very special guest joining us in a little bit. He's a, an ECW original. He's a, he's a good friend of a few of us here, and uh, he spent some time with WWE as well. Uh, Jim Molyneux is going to be joining us on the program. He's a, he was a referee for quite a while. He's uh, also a local promoter, uh, old-time wrestling, and I understand he's doing some stuff with, a, uh, I guess it's dog now, a dangerous uh, adrenaline, yeah. what, what, whatever it is, Kathy. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know you've known Jim for a long time. I'm excited to finally catch up with the guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. So, Stroh, uh, tell us about this Hall of Fame now. I mean, you, uh, you're you in. Oh, it, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was a big honor to be uh, inducted in the 2021 class. Uh, uh, some of the inductees were uh, legendary Susan Green, who uh, competed with uh, the fabulous Mula years ago, uh, one of the greatest women wrestlers of all time, <laughs> uh, Tony Rose, another great lady wrestler from back in the day, was inducted. Um, Mandy Rose? Uh, L.A. Is, uh, Tank. I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Tank, yeah. <laughs> L.A. Tank, uh, who briefly was in ECW. Okay. Uh, for a bit, was also inducted. Uh, Amazing Velvet. And, uh, oh, Amazing and, uh, Velvet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he was inducted. Yeah, he he had quite the unique outfit for the Hall of Fame. Actually, he had oh, eyelashes. Yeah? <laughs> he had quite the personality, right? I guess. Uh, but it was a good time. Yeah. I, I guess Dr. John Steamy had his handprints all over that one. It's like all his friends, right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. He he had <laughs> he he was there, and so was our our very own Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his Hulkamania outfit. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about Malcolm us, in a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, Ray. Honestly, you know, sure, you were telling us off air that you used to team with Susan Green. Like, yeah. what, what was that like? Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, it was cool because, you know, I, I heard so many great things about Susan over the years, and then I finally got to team with her. And, uh, wow, I mean, ah, I mean, she would give forms that would make, uh, uh, that would put Bradshaw to shame. <laughs> listen, I would just love giving her the hot tags. She'd go in there and just melee and whoever she was in the ring with. So, yeah, so you're better off being on her. Yeah. So you're better off being on her side than against her. Oh, well, she, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be a partner any day. Right? <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so She's awesome, yeah. No, that's cool. And it sounds like it was a great event. Um, so uh, congratulations to you, sir. It's uh, definitely well-earned. And uh, fingers crossed, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot more Hall of Fames out there that should be getting you at some point, so. Uh, 
hope so. Uh, <laughs> definitely, I'm, I'm going to trust what you go. You, you deserve. Uh, now, I, I also wanted to mention, uh, you know, because we're talking a little bit about ECW tonight with Jim Molino coming on in a little bit, and certainly the fans always enjoy an ECW discussion, uh, but we did have a huge loss this week, and it, it's one of those things, Kathy, where, like, I didn't realize how big of a loss it would be for me until I actually heard the news that he was gone, but New Jack passed away. And uh, here's a guy who a number of you have tried to have me get on the show, Kathy, and I I resisted. I pushed back. I was terrified of this guy. I, I mean, I've had a few interactions with him, and almost every single time, Kathy, it nearly ended in very painful uh, fashion. Yeah, New Jack it was very sad to hear about him. He was a tough SOB. Um, some of the I'll crazy things he did in, in some of the crazy things in the beginning of ECW. Um, he would tell stories and you just sit there and go, Really? And it is a terrible loss and my prayers and thoughts go out to his family, you know. Nobody that young should die of a heart attack that soon. Nobody. Seriously. Seriously. You know, I, I heard this you, you I mean we all hear the stories, you know, the guy was a bounty hunter. And it's like, God, I can't even imagine that guy coming to my door looking for money. Like, I, I can't even imagine. I guess if he's a bounty hunter, I guess it's beyond that at that point. Well, <clears throat> the one story he always told that always made us crack up, um, he got a guy, caught a guy, put him in his trunk. Forgot he was in his trunk. Okay. The police come to his house the next morning, banging on the door. And he opens the door and goes, um, do you have someone in your trunk? And he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to take him to the police station. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> so the man was locked in yeah, the I... trunk overnight, banging on the trunk to get out. <laughs> Think about the kind of neighborhood that must be there. Like, I know. Because you're not going to you're not gonna just... Uh, that, that's not just going to be muffled. Like, so if you imagine the, imagine like an entire neighborhood just walking past that. So I'm banging on, get out of New Jack's park. Same <laughs> stuff as always. Just waltzing on by. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that crazy New Jack. You, you just, yeah. you didn't know mm-hmm. it, but they were actually working on a pilot for a sitcom at the time. It was called, Oh, That New Jack. You know, I'm only kidding. Give yourself a crown horn. I have a ton of uh, New Jack stories, a lot of which involve uh, this show, this podcast, different things that I've done. Sho, do you have any uh, interactions with New Jack that are uh, uh, clean enough to uh, to tell on the show? <laughs> uh, well, I, I've known uh, New Jack from way back. Uh, Smoky Mountain, right? Smoky, Smoky yeah. Mountain Wrestling, yeah. Wow. And, uh, I mean, he was, uh, man, he, I mean, he and his partner were a great team at the time and um, and making waves, and they had a lot of heat, you know, for a great heel team at the time. And Corn- I, mean, I know Cornette loved him, loved, loved New Jack, and it's like, uh, and he's always treated me great through the years, always really cool to me. And there was, there was like, even this one time, where I, I was really worried about him because he did one of those stage dives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the show with him, and he did one of those stage dives on the guy, and, and the table didn't, like, break or bend or anything. And he bounced <laughs> on the floor, and he said he didn't move his leg. And I went with him to the hospital. 
later on uh-huh. that night, and uh, uh, so I'm I'm in the hospital checking on him, see if he's okay, right? And they they gave him some <laughs> painkillers, right? And he's laying there, right? And I said, "Hey, man, are you are you going to be okay, right?" And uh, Jack was laying there, they're saying, uh, "Hey, you know me, brother." I'm going to be back on a plane tomorrow, sipping a martini, going back home. <laughs> and, sure enough, mm-hmm. and sure enough, they said he, he, you know, he left the hospital, all right, got on the plane and went back home. So He was a tough, um, tough, tough dude, man. Tough he, he was a tough dude, and he, he was a scary dude. Um, and he's one of the few people, like you hear, that um, he got along with, like, Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman, which is pretty rare. <laughs> you usually are one yeah. or the other, you know? But he uh, he he got along with both of them. Sure, uh, I used to hear these stories all the time about some of the the heat that he would get in like Smoky Mountain, where like, he'd be causing near riots, as if they oh, were like, yeah. as if they were like in San Juan or something, you know, like back in the '80s. It's insane. I mean, oh yeah, when you get when you get time, I think it's on YouTube. You can check out the uh, the video he did for Smoky Mountain Wrestling, where him partner Staffa were uh, hanging out in rural parts of uh um I, th- I think it was uh Georgia I'm not sure exactly yeah. but but it had, yeah man it, it's a pretty classic promo if you check it out <laughs> definitely was classic stuff. do you remember you guys remember we did that convention in uh, Woodbury Heights and New Jack was there oh, and yeah. uh, Boy just yeah. Boy was just pestering me Ray to get to get New Jack at our table and I was like Rat Boy, like, you can bother anybody here. Please leave him alone. Please don't bring him to this table because I, I'm scared to death of this guy. I really am. Um, and, and for a number of reasons that I'll get into. Uh, but he, um, Rat Boy kept pestering New Jack and pestering New Jack. And, and at one point, Rat Boy comes back with a picture of New Jack that he took on his phone. And he said, New Jack wanted me to show you this. Right? He, New Jack wanted me to show you this picture. And he hands the phone to me, right? And it's just New Jack giving me the finger, or giving Rat Boy the finger. That's what the picture was. <laughs> uh, I, I can remember. Yeah. One of the first times I had to pick um, mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio and um, mm-hmm. Psychosis to come to Philly. I pick him up, and I'm taking him to the travel lodge where we're all staying, and there's at least. Ten cars surrounding the travel lodge, and I'm just thinking to myself, "Oh my God, they will never be back allowed back to Philly again to work for us." <laughs> we walk in. The police are taking New Jack out in handcuffs. Oh no! And that <laughs> is the funniest story. Ray always says when I first met Dominic, he's like, "Tell Dominic about how we met in Philly." You know, when New Jack got arrested at the hotel, I was like, oh, God, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, really, right? Out of all the stories on the road, that's the one you want me to tell Dominic. He goes, yep, yeah, tell him. <laughs> I, um, I I did a local show once uh, where New Jack was there. And I'm just like, it was a commentary thing. And, you know, I'm putting on my suit or whatever. And I turn around, and New Jack... Um, he must have been Italian, Kathy, because he talks with his hands a whole lot. So he's like, he's talking, he's telling this story, right? And he's just like, he's got his hands and he's waving them all over, Kathy. He must have hit me about 18 times. He's telling this story. And I realized, as he's telling the story, it almost hit me. He's got a taser in his hand that he's waving, that he's 
waving around. He, he came about that close to tasing me. Because like, I had my back to him. He's swinging his arms all over the place, uh, not really looking. So I almost got tasered by New Jack. And that was a very scary thing. That, that was definitely scary. The same show, he goes out, and uh, he didn't really like uh, – well, uh, Kathy, it was actually one of the wrestlers that uh, we both know pretty well, uh, King Blackie. You remember King Blackie? Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> New Jack yeah. went after him something fierce. That, I think he didn't like – I think he hit him with, like, a chair or something, and he didn't think that King, King Blackie did all that he should have done. So he proceeded to really show him what a chair is like. It was mm-hmm. bad. And he comes back all bloody, probably a little concussed, right? And he's sitting there. And this is a story that I'll never forget. So Albert uh, Albert, Albert Carabella, who's part of the VOC Nation, yeah. he was on the AM radio with us and stuff. So Albert was ring announcing that night. He had his nice dress shirt. He had his, uh, his uh, fancy skinny jeans, even though they weren't really skinny jeans. You know, he just looked really nice, right? So New Jack comes back, Stro. And he sits down on the chair, and his head just kind of goes to the side, and he passes out. He just like It's like he's sleeping almost right away. And he proceeds to nearly fall. So Albert runs over and kind of catches him, helps him back up or whatever. New Jack thanks him. And Albert looks down, and his entire shirt and all his new jeans and everything just covered in blood. Just absolutely covered in blood. Yeah. From uh, from that segment he had just done out at the ring. So wow. <laughs> well, the one night coming in from a show in Atlantic City, uh, we take him to the airport, and he's got this thing with a knife on one end and chains and everything. And I'm like, Jack. Oh God. How are you going to get this on the plane? I don't worry. I'll just throw him in the trash can. And this thing is like. Like 20 pounds, and it had like two knives on the end and a big, oh thick, blood soaked chain. Oh I'm like, dear God, dear yeah. Jack, come on, man. That's scary. I remember. It's, yeah. It's, that's an emotional support knife. He would have been allowed yeah. to I would imagine so, yeah. I, I remember I, he did well, well, he didn't do. I, I say he did the roast like he got but It was one of those roasts, Kathy. I, it might have been Terry Funk, I think. Um, so New Jack wasn't booked to be part of it. He just kind of walked down the middle and started taunting the different comedians during it. And, and they were scared. Oh, you know, he's he's just like saying all this stuff. And, uh, yeah. Is the one where he wore the suit? He had a yeah. suit on? He had like the feather, feather fedora, yeah. And and here's the funny thing: <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget this. So I was at that, um, I, I was at that, um, that show. I mean, you know that that thing. And and afterward, uh, all the wrestlers, uh, it's kind of like a closed bar thing. So like all the wrestlers go back to the bar and they're all just hanging out. And uh, that was the night. That was the night, Kathy, when I decided I was going to try and hit on Nidia. Didn't work okay. out. Didn't work it out at all. Nidia. But, yeah. but I mean, here's here here were my choices. I mean, it was either Nidia, Luna Vachon, or just try and shoot the crap with New Jack. So I opted for Nidia. I don't know if that was the right choice, but it felt like the right choice at the time. I'll say that. I love Nidia. Probably the safer choice. Yeah. Probably was the safer choice. Yeah. yeah. Nidia didn't love me, but I loved her. 
Well, you know, I I find that that is true for a lot of men when it comes to women. They, we just we, we just throw our affection at them and it's slotted away at every turn. Like like I can't, like like dust in the wind. Like dust, but actually, and, and, and white collar dust in the wind. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there are. There's has to be a million different new Jeff stories exactly about like those because he was, he, he, he was so unique, and that's. I think it's probably why he was able to function with Cornette and Heyman so well is that yeah. you know so often so often times you see wrestlers and like they're kind of like you know there's a there's a muscle guy or there's a little right. guy or, right right or there's a fast guy or there's a guy who can you know there's a snack talking guy yeah but like like YouTube was so undefined and I mean in a way it was in a way it was appropriate that he ended up getting mentioned um by WWE via via Paul Heyman after he died because like the rest of New Jack's career that was so unexpected. Yeah. I mean every everything about him was so different and go ahead, Stro, go, go. No, I I I had to tell you this story. Uh I was in this there was a show one time and uh these guys were waiting for their opponents and someone was uh ribbing him on the in the back end, uh, they, they played New Jack's music, right? Oh, no. And they literally ran out of the ring and got themselves counted out for for nobody. Just to get away? <laughs> yeah. But New Jack never came. <laughs> it was hysterical. They really thought New Jack was going to their opponents that night. They did. They're good. I was going to say, like, now, that to complete the rib... Did they then, just like New Jack used to play his music for the whole match, did they then proceed to just play New Jack's music for the rest of the promotion? <laughs> well, they uh, they eventually stopped it when the next match came along, but like oh. they just kept playing it until you know they rang the bell. Come, <laughs> they got counted out. Gabby, I did I did one show with New Jack where he uh, he showed up. And I, I think the promoter had guaranteed him a certain number of people would be there. And there were, like, maybe about three or four people in the crowd. And New Jack wasn't happy about it. <laughs> right? So he goes up to the promoter. And, 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 and he uses a much more colorful language than I am, by the way. But he says, jeez, uh, I, um, I didn't know it was Halloween. The promoter's like, well, what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean it's, it's Halloween? And New Jack says... Well, you promised me a couple hundred people would be here, and all I see are a bunch of people dressed up like sea. Oh, gee. But that ain't exactly what he said. <laughs> I just thought it was good. Oh, sure. <laughs> Stupid. I'm sure. Stupid. He showed up at a wrestling school one time, and he didn't like the way this one guy was doing stuff, and he started yelling at him. And uh, I, I guess the kid, he didn't like the response or whatever. So New Jack told him to get out of the ring and go home. It wasn't his wrestling school or anything. He just told him to do it. This kid did it. This kid left. And I don't believe he ever came back. If he did come back, uh, he made sure New Jack wasn't there, that's for sure. So. <laughs> Little old New I mean, Jack. Such a, such a colorful person, such a unique career. I mean, who, who else 
Not even Hulk Hogan can say that he was, you know, immortalized in a Weezer song. That, goes to, that honor goes to Jack and me. I didn't know yes. that. Yes, one of the songs, one of the songs off of Pinkerton. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, New Jack is actually I'm gonna Google that. in one of the songs. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, did you ever see that Jim Cornette was doing a shoot interview? I think it was for Kayfabe Commentaries. So they set up, like, this whole, like, video thing with the backdrop and everything, and Jim Cornette's doing the interview. And as he's talking, he's just like, oh, my God, as I speak. And New Jack walked up with his suit and his fedora, and <laughs> He crashed the interview. Yeah. I talk about him like I loved him. I was terrified of the guy, Kathy. I really was. God bless him. God rest his soul. He scared the bejesus yeah, out of me. He used to do things that you would sit down and go, are you kidding me? And then he gets away with it. Well, like the mass transit thing. Like, that's insane. Uh, like, yeah. he, he almost killed that kid. Yep. I don't know. I mean, whatever anyone thought of New Jack, like, obviously his passing, his passing is sad because he's a person, but it's also sad as sort of a milestone marker because if there is, if there is anyone that sort of, you know, embodied and symbolized you know, the uniqueness and the the colorfulness of what wrestling should be and why we should enjoy it. But for better or worse, it was me, Jack. Yeah. Any, um, did anyone ever, Kathy, did anyone ever think that New Jack might go to WWE when they did that ECW reboot? Was there ever a chance of that? I don't think so. I don't even think he did the reunion shows, did he? Like, he really... I don't think he did. I don't think so. <laughs> now, why do you think that I was, mean, Kathy? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, scared. The promoters were scared. <laughs> you know. But, um, I don't know. I mean... I would see him, like, down at H2O shows, and he'd just be sitting there signing autographs, and i walk over, and he like, give me a hug. How you doing, babe? Give me a hug. <laughs> but, um, like Ray said, and I'll say, he, New Jack was New Jack. Um, very colorful character. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you call him on the right day, he was a sweetheart. I, I never seem to catch him on the right day, yeah. Kathy. That night with uh, Rap Boy, that didn't help anything, okay? Oh, well, no. No, that, that wouldn't. That wouldn't. <laughs> uh, you know what? We actually have somebody on the line who I think could uh, probably speak to New Jack about as well as anybody out there. Uh, ECW referee, a legendary referee, also with WWE, uh, local promoter as well. Uh, the one and only Jim Molyneux joining us on the program. Jim, it's so great to uh, to have you. We just spent a half an hour talking about New Jack memories, and, and my God, I feel like we could go all night with this. 
So the show just started. <laughs> yeah, at nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we could all talk New Jack memories forever. Oh my goodness, he's uh, he was something. I'll tell you that. He sure and, was. He was one of a kind, and, and well deserved that he he's a one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, anything uh, in particular? Any memories that kind of jump out at you with New Jack? Yeah, the, actually, the biggest memory I have is is outside of ECW and and seeing him at Smoky Mountain with the promos that he did there and just okay. like your jaw hitting the ground. Yeah, that, that these promos were being done, things were being said the way they were being said in <laughs> Eastern, you know, Tennessee. Yeah, and you're just like, wow, the redneck crowds. <laughs> You know, the, and, and you got, and he got the reaction that everybody wanted. You know, he, he, you know, if if you're a promoter and you tell a guy to go out there and get people pissed off, yeah, that's the guy you want to hire because he's pissing people off. Okay, well, so then he was very effective <laughs> at what he did. Uh, now, as a guy, oh, absolutely. <laughs> now, as a guy who's like kind of developed talent over the years, is, is New Jack somebody that you would uh? show to students to kind of study not everything that he's doing, obviously, but certain aspects of what he does. Is he somebody that people could have looked to? You know, he wasn't the one that I would, uh, I would initially pick. I mean, he definitely, I would, uh, as, as someone teaching uh, in ring skills, I would definitely not put him at the top of the list. <laughs> However, he could, yeah. he could wrestle, you know, he, he knew how to tie up and everything and, you know, had, could, you know, in fact, I, I saw him do it a couple of times before ECW shows to, to weed people out that were hanging out. We used to have 20 to 30 guys hanging out looking to work out I'm before sure. the show with us. And uh, I can remember one show, he just, he got to the boiling point where he said, you know what, we're going to weed some of these guys out. And it was in Salem, Virginia, and it was the kind of building that had um, – uh, one one level up on each side, and he told the guys, "Okay, start at this at, at the far um, corner, yeah. go up, across, down, across, up, all the way around on this side, and then on this side too." And um, the first ten guys can stay. Okay. <laughs> and, and the last fifteen guys were not happy that they couldn't stay. <laughs> wow. But you know, wow. he was just you know he, he he could take control of a room, but but he and then he would get in the the ring and work out with the guys, not not you know what you would see on TV with with throwing a starting out by throwing a trash can in the ring. He would you know <laughs> right. get in there and, and lock up with the guys. He knew how to do it. But you know, if if I had to pick promo guys, yeah, he would be a guy I would pick. It wasn't always pizza cutters. Well, that's nice to know. <laughs> right. I mean, when it when yeah. came to doing promos, they were. You know, they were not necessarily—I wouldn't say honest—but but they were him. You know, they. Everyone says now. Everyone seems to use this phrase. Um, the best uh, in-ring characters are guys who are themselves. Yeah. You know, knocked up to to twenty, as opposed to being at ten. And New Jack was at fifty. If, if twenty is the top of it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, now, and, and it just kind of struck me while you're talking, Jim, uh, because if you think about some of the great promos of the last 20 to 30 years, almost everybody who was really good on the microphone in some way kind of came through ECW. 
Do you ever kind of look back at that time and think about how magical it was being a part of that? Sure. Uh, you know what? Before I go on, just hi oh, sure. everybody that's watching and hi to everybody in the room. Yes, hey, yes. Stro, I know Kathy's, Kathy's hey. listening, isn't she? She's lingering. Yep, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you were lingering, not listening. <laughs> <laughs> she pops weird. in. <laughs> Knock it off, Marlon. Knock but, yeah. it off, okay? <laughs> I'm not starting anything. I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah, this guy, you know, says you linger. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no. Um, you know, I, I think what was good about ECW <laughs> in, in the way of promos was that you know Paul let people learn to be themselves and, and learn yeah. to be that that person turned up. Um, there weren't a lot of, uh, I can remember there weren't a lot of times where, you know, Paul would, Paul would say, you know, forget it, don't worry about it. He would say, no, that's it, but, but add this or, or turn it up okay. a little bit okay. more, or, or be a little more excited, um, be a little more angry, you know, whatever. He, he would help people along and, and he's great at that. He was great at helping people, uh, bring out their, their personalities, uh, it, it's funny because like to, to watch like wrestling on TV and in particular WWE, I know, I know you spent some time there as well. Um, everything that they say on the microphone, from what I understand, and again, I've never kind of been backstage like that, but I understand that everything's kind of written out for them, for them to just memorize and deliver. Um, is that like something that, um, like, why do you think that is, that uh, that WWE would turn to something like that as opposed to, like, uh, what people kind of universally say, like, a good promo is something that just kind of comes from the heart? Yeah, I don't know why they, they did that. I don't know if it's got something to do with now that they're a corporately traded company and they're afraid of what people might say on okay. a live microphone. Um, but, you know, they can do pre-recorded stuff and let the people – you know, let the guys say what they want to say and be themselves. Uh, I, if, if that's the reason that, the, you know, because it's corporate uh, and they worry about the live stuff, okay, then, then give them scripted once for live, but also give them the opportunity to be themselves on a recorded uh, uh, promo. No, sure, absolutely. Uh, just kind of looking back, and obviously uh, you were doing the old-time wrestling for quite a while. You helped a number of students kind of coming up, a lot of people who are, Really, really great, not just on the mic, but in the ring as well. Um, any kind of pointers that you gave to them as far as, like, uh, the little things, kind of nuances, uh, somebody coming up in the business that you'd uh, give them advice? Yeah, you know, it was really just the same things that I just mentioned because yeah, okay. I, would, I would be in the, the locker room until, Kathy knows this, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning or wherever we were doing promos, um, you know, and just listening to – to how Paul would would help guys along and, and grow, and, and I used the same things. Um, and at one time, Paul said to me, "This is a young man's game," which to me meant he knew that you know we we we're not going to be in the ring forever, and you have to find a new way to to help out or or be a, a vibrant part of of the business or the community. And I knew that you know helping guys, not necessarily getting in the ring and showing them how to do hip tosses or anything like that. Sure, I wasn't the guy to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I could definitely help them by, by watching and, and, you know, showing them what I learned. It, it, it's interesting. It is. And you talk about Paul and, like, it being a young man's game. I, I, I feel like 
the most successful personalities in wrestling are people who can continue to evolve and not stay the same. A lot of people point at The Undertaker for that, just like how many uh, different versions of The Undertaker kind of emerged over the years. But Paul Heyman was a lot the same. Like, if you think about the way he started and all the different kind of versions of Paul Heyman that we got along the way to where we are today, um, is that something that you ever thought about with him and his longevity? Oh, yeah. He's he's definitely, you know, changed um, the persona of, of from Paul Lee, Dave Paul Lee dangerously from we first saw him, whether it was in Memphis or Continental or wherever you may have first seen him, um, to, to what he is now. Uh, it, it's definitely an evolved uh, character. And, um, you know, he said it's, it's a young man's game, but he's found, he's found a way to be an older person <laughs> and still be relevant. And still be a great Not, not only well. in the business, but, but necessarily in front of the camera. Yeah, and he's got a presence like almost nobody else there. It's, a, it's amazing to see and to think about how long he's been doing that so effectively, um, for sure, I think. Yeah, I mean, um, look at what he's doing with with, um, with Roman Reigns now. Would you have thought he would have been managing or, you know, whatever, no, uh, advising no. Roman Reigns while he was doing it with Brock Lesnar? You, you would think, there, you know, once Brock's won, well, that's it for Paul. He's managed to, to find a way to, you know, come back uh one of the fans wants to know actually uh was there ever a time in ecw when you didn't feel safe being in the ring no no not really um if it was it was maybe because of the town we were in okay um but not with uh what was going on with um the match in in the ring i i've never felt um afraid of that something bad was going to happen okay Okay, and uh, any comparisons kind of between uh, the stuff that you guys were doing in ECW and the the version of ECW that kind of emerged in WWE? Were there any comparisons there, or were they just two totally different Oh, no, they were, they were two totally different products. <laughs> okay. I um, thought so, yeah. Yeah, completely. Even the way that we were were handled and, and treated uh, were two completely different things. And when you say, like, the way you were treated, do you mean, like, uh, that you were never really kind of integrated into what they were doing? Is that, like, what do you mean by that? Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, um, yeah, the, just to be honest with with the whole thing, with my personal situation, yeah. um, you know, I got the call for the second pay-per-view and, and told that, you know, they're going to restart the company, and uh, we want you to be part of it. We want you to be there for everything. Um, so you, I went to the pay-per-view, and um, uh, two nights later, we did the pay-per-view Sunday. Tuesday was taping in Trenton. Uh, between, you know, on Monday, somewhere along the line, the story changed. Well, you know, we want you to get whatever you can make as opposed to we want you to everything. And, and no contract was ever offered along the way. So I knew oh, something okay. was yeah. from there. From That's that strange. Um, and, it, and even that night, it became – uh, we'll let you know when we need you. Um, and then the next week was um, all, I'm, I'm sorry, I should say also, then I did Albany, New York, and that's when it became, we'll let you know when we can, when we can use you. Okay. Um, and the next set of shows were in Philly at, at the Wells Fargo for a TV, and they did a show at the arena, a house yeah. show at the arena. And um, I wasn't called about those. I, I live 15 minutes away from both buildings. Yeah. Um, but I've never been a person to 
go to a show and hang out and beg for work, and I wasn't going to start there. Uh, so I didn't go. Nobody called me or anything about them, so I just plain old didn't go. And it got to – and the next shows were, like, in, in West Virginia, and it was – it was a, it's a bit of a drive from New Jersey to, to yeah. West Virginia. And um, I was making more money – as much, if not more money, uh, with my courier service that I have at the okay. time. So I said, well, I'm not going to take a day off and, and take a chance. Um, I'm just mm, done with it and, you know, walk away from it. And I was still involved with wrestling. I was – at the time, helping with with training at at the Monster Factory and running OTW, they were okay, together yeah. at, at that time. It, it's um, it's it's fascinating to think that like people were seeing you on TV, but you weren't under contract. That you were kind of like being treated almost like an independent guy at one of their shows. It's uh, right, and, and I'm yeah, sure you we weren't were the paid, only one. No, no, I wasn't. We were we were paid nightly. Yeah, and um. I know. I know. One of the referees was offered a contract and turned it down, um, and none of the other uh, ECW referees, original ECW referees that were there, as far as I know, were were not offered contracts. Um, and I just didn't see it coming down the road, so I said, "Well, okay." I got you. Uh, now, one of the listeners actually wants to know if you ever actually got to meet Vince McMahon and what that experience was like. Sure. Um, the first pay per view, uh, the first one night stand. Um, okay. Watch the the when I wasn't in the ring, I was at the gorilla position, and he was at the gorilla position with uh, Jerry Briscoe, and stood right behind him the whole time because there wasn't a lot of room on that stage. Stood right behind him the whole time. Uh, didn't you know? Wasn't negative towards us or anything. Was very cordial to us. Okay. Uh, in fact, um, had a meeting before the the pay-per-view and, and told everybody that they would be receiving checks. And he said, and, and don't worry, they're not signed by Paul. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that's cool. Now that first, um, that first ECW pay-per-view in particular, like it, it did have an ECW feel to it. I remember ordering it. Uh, you know, I guess I was a little bit out of college, but like, I, I absolutely, I mean, it just, it felt like an ECW show. Were they generally receptive to that? putting on that kind of product with the WWE name at the time? You know, I, I think they were. I, I think yeah. they were happy with, um, you know, the, the, they may have even been in shock, as far as I know, with, with the reaction from the live crowd. It was amazing. Yeah. You know, they, they, they saw how hot a crowd was, and that may actually be the first time I think Vince McMahon ever saw an ECW show. I don't think he ever watched. I'm sure he did um, the closest thing he said, probably ever saw to an ECW show was the night that our guys were on Raw. Yeah. Um, or when Jerry Lawler yeah, showed up, you know? Right. Man, I don't, you yeah. know what? I don't know. Maybe not even that. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, I know, uh, and Howard, Howard Finkel, God bless him, loved him. He was a great guy. Uh, there was every Monday morning, there was a, a meeting, the Finkel Report, and he would, you know, let <laughs> everybody know what was going on in other okay. promotions. But. But the tapes were never shown. Now, I know I, I've been told this, and I, I don't know if it's true. I never asked Kevin Sullivan if it was. And he would he would know. Uh, I was told that WCW, they would have meetings on Monday, and um, Gene Okerlund recorded ECW shows and brought them in and played them for, like, Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether it's true or not, I don't know, but I love, it's a great story. If it, is, that, is, that true? <laughs> is that true? I, I know we would watch each other's product. 
a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we watch like Raw and ECW, and because as a fan, that's wild to think about that. But that's really cool. Well, I, when, I, I think the guys watch <laughs> each other's product. I, and, yeah, and yeah. you know that's great. But I don't, I don't think you know the quote unquote office or or Bischoff <laughs> or McMahon. Um, you know, watch other product, other products. Maybe I, maybe Bischoff did watch what was going on with Monday Night with with Raw because they were in such a intense yeah. fight. Um, but I don't necessarily think everybody watched ECW. But here, here's what I and you know I just want to take it back to you had mentioned that like you thought the WWE and Vince McMahon uh, seemed impressed with that first ECW show and like the presentation and like the crowd reaction and all that stuff and it makes sense that they would because it was a very very good show very well received. Um, you must not be in a position to answer this, but why do you think it was that they? Changed it. Why? Why do you think we're getting zombies when they debuted on debuted on TV and uh, the big show and like all this stuff that like I don't, uh, zombies is a sore topic. I know. Well, <laughs> uh, it, it's better than the original Martian they had in, intended. Nanu nanu. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the story <laughs> I heard. I heard on that, and I don't know if yeah. this is true again or not. <laughs> but originally it was supposed to be a Martian coming out and welcoming ECW to the Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, I heard that someone from corporate at Sci-Fi complained that you could not beat a, <laughs> beat a welcoming alien over the head with a kendo stick. So they said, well, let's get a zombie because he's already dead. <laughs> That's right, the zombie, yeah. Yeah, the zombie. Uh, Pretty crazy. Jim, you've done so much in the wrestling business, if you look back. Uh, what would be your favorite aspect of it? Was it refereeing? Was it training the young kids? Uh, uh, running your own promotion? What, what was your favorite aspect? Um, until it got aggravating, running my own promotion. <laughs> I <would say. laughs> a, lot of, a lot of headaches with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, it wasn't even training the guys. It was when they finally made it to where they were happy that, they, that they've reached a, a goal. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of guys that, that you know, again, I can't say that I, I got in the ring and trained, but it was response, had some responsibility for their training yeah. when I was part of the Monster Factory. And then when Monster Factory and OTW split off, um, guys came with us to OTW or, or showed up at OTW. And some of those guys have gone on to, to do some stuff. Um, that's it. That's it for me. When, like, when I see them on TV, I go, wow, this guy made it. This guy's happy. I can yeah. I, do you ever, like, look at some of these kids, like, especially the Monster Factory, because they've had, like, a, Robert Knight, by the way, he says hi. Uh, he commented on Facebook when I uh, – he was very excited to hear that you were going to be on. Uh, but, like, do you ever look back at, like, your time with the Monster Factory? And certainly there were some names you had to have known they were going to do something in wrestling, right? I mean, you could just kind of see it with their talent, right? Yeah, it, it, it's not only the talent, but it, it's the desire. It's it's the effort that they put out to, to do the other things um, to get to the top. Um, at the time, it was sending an 8 by 10 and a, and a, and a videotape to whoever uh, on, in another part of the country to, to book them on shows. Um, you know, that, that's obviously changed nowadays. But, you know, going out and, and going to shows that were, you know, they're, they're driving for, for 12 hours and, and getting 20 bucks, but they're, they're seeing by a different crowd or, or somebody 
in the building or, or in the locker room can help them get to the next step where maybe I can't because, you know, there's somebody there or somebody they knows somebody in the right place. Okay. Um, you know, but there, there were a lot of guys who did that. There, I mean, there were some guys that were already at the, the factory when I showed up after ECW shut down. Yeah. That went on. Uh, Tank Tolan, um, Cliff Compton. All guys who they're the, they're the guys who would drive down to Wildside down in Georgia and do TV down there. Okay, and that's okay. long. That's a long ride. Probably, um, yeah. But you know, it, it, it got them. It helped to get them noticed. I uh, I might be leading the question a little bit here, but uh, are, are the guys and girls in your experience today are they as driven as those were back then with the the hustle and the go get and all that? You know, I, I think they are, but in a different way. Like okay. I said, you know, you, you'd have to pack all your stuff up uh, and mail it out to whoever. Now it's just emailing it or, you know, to, to whoever. It's, so it's hard to tell if they're, they're actually doing that because they come and, and – I mean, yeah, there are still people that when they would train would come, up, come in and set up a camera and maybe work with a guy that they know they can have a good match with and have that ready to go to, to send out to whoever to mm-hmm. – um, you know, hopefully work for that promotion too. But yeah, I mean, the effort's still there. It's just in, technically it's different. Well, I know um, since old time wrestling has kind of slowed operations and stuff, and I'm not sure if they're totally done, but I know you've been involved in other ventures. I know, for example, well, you did ECWA a couple weeks ago. Uh, you're involved with, uh, I guess it's uh, dog wrestling as well. Right. Uh, tell us about some of these other projects that you're doing and, uh, you know, ways that you're staying involved in wrestling. Well, I, I, I sold OTW, and I, I honestly, I don't know what they're doing either. I hope they get, oh, I, get right. I wasn't aware. I apologize about that. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm out of, of it. It, it, came, it became a long day for me okay. um, because I own the ring, too. Yeah. So I, I'm the kind of guy who takes a lot of the responsibility with him. So I was afraid of, of other people driving rental trucks. For, for the rig. Sure. So I'd be going to pick up the ring at, at 10 o'clock in the morning, and then, you know, the process of loading the ring and getting it to the building and unloading the ring and, and then doing everything else that's associated with the show and then doing everything in reverse. So you're leaving it at 10 o'clock in the morning and coming home at 2 o'clock the next morning. Yeah. Um, I'm getting up there a little bit. Um, and I had a heart attack four years ago. Um, okay. So that kind of added into my decision to, you know, just try to get rid of some of the the aggravation. Um, sure. And, and I love the guys that, that are running OTW. They're they're great, and, and they're going to do a really good job with it when they get it back up and running. But the, there was a lot of responsibility on my shoulders, and I just needed to walk away from from that. Okay. Um, so and when I did that um, – we sold the ring. Uh, the guys, the OTW guys, didn't want the ring, so I sold it to the ECWA guys. Oh, and when they okay. came, when they came to pick it up, they said, "Hey, do you want to work for us?" Um, so I, I got to do the Super Eight a few weeks ago. Yeah. And in fact, I talked to them uh, today. As a matter of fact, I'm coming back in September for for a show. Fantastic. Uh, for them again. Okay. And and uh, yeah, wa- working with Dog, I'm the um, I, in front of crowd, um, in front of the camera, uh, head of uh, matchmaking. Oh, okay. Uh, of the matchmaking committee. Yeah. So, um, so I can go out there and, and do that a little bit. I, I'm not refereeing, which is okay. Um, and, and like 
you know, like you said, I, I did the the Super Eight, and uh, we saw each other then, and that was the first time I refereed in over seven years. Wow. Okay. Um, I was a little nervous the, the first match, but I was I was good the second match. Well, you, um, I mean, it was great to see you out there, uh, you know, getting so involved in the Mr. Ulala winning the title. I mean, I know you don't usually want to see referees get involved, but it was really cool to have you out there for that moment. Yeah, sometimes, you know, referees have to get involved, and, and sometimes there's an ECW way of doing it, and sometimes yeah. there's, there's not, and that's, that's what we did. Um, but, you know, and I'm also doing a, a signing at a fan fest. There's a fan fest coming up um, in July up in Hamburg. Okay. Uh, the Legends of Hamburg, it's called, and uh, they asked me to come up and do that. There's a lot of former ECW guys going to be there, and a lot of former WWF guys because Hamburg was a, a big place for TV tapings. Um, and there's going to be a whole bunch of guys there. Okay. Uh, one of the oh, fans sorry, wants to know when you're. Uh... Oh, sorry, What's go that? ahead, Kathy. Jimmy, you're going to be in Hamburg. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. They asked me to be a part of it. Uh, I know Todd's there and Scorpio's there and uh, Sandman nice. and uh, I, I, Jimmy Hart. And, excuse me, there's a bunch Nick of the pa- older guys um, that work for Vince Nick, Senior that Nick are going to be there. Nick Patrick's going to be there. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. I, I haven't seen him on the list. I just saw that. I think the last person that I saw they outed was uh, Jillian Hall. Uh, she'll be there. Okay. 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 Uh, one of the listeners wants to know if uh, when you're announcing matches for Dog, if you get to dance like Teddy Long. And I can't imagine <laughs> that. Uh... Oh, no, no, I can't imagine that either. <laughs> I, I do, ha- I do have the rhythm of it. I do have the rhythm of a, a, a senior citizen white guy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, I can only imagine how cool it is to, like, go to these uh, conventions or, or shows and, and to have fans come up to you, uh, remembering the time, especially the time with ECW, because it was it was such a magical time for wrestling fans, especially in the area. Um, I, do you get that a lot? Do you get a lot of fans kind of coming up to you and uh, wanting to uh, to remember the good old days? Um, I, you know what? I haven't for a long time. This is the first uh, convention I'm doing in like okay. 10, or, 10 or 12 years. Um, and when I was running OTW, I, I kind of stayed behind the, the seat, behind the curtain. Um, okay. Didn't, didn't really put myself out there, which is another thing that I learned from Paul. Uh, running a company, you, he wasn't out in front of the camera all that much. Yeah. Once he became in, in control of the company. And I, I kind of did the same thing. Uh, in fact, the, the last night OTW, we had our, our own building, which is the building that uh, Matt Tremont runs now. Yeah, yeah. The last night we were there, um, I let the guys thank the people. I didn't want to go out and do it. I wanted to, I wanted it to be their moment because they put all the hard work in the ring. Okay. Um, and then, you know, like maybe a half hour afterwards, they said, "Hell, oh, you should." And one of the couple of the guys said, "Oh, you should have gone out there." I'm like, "No, it's for you. It's not your place." Um, but yeah, you know. Like, run into people who, you know, are still ECW fans and, and you know, want to re- talk about it. The guy behind me, uh, I call him Wilson because I can only see the top of his head. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> over the fence. He's an old ECW fan. And, and two guys live across the street, two brothers. They're old ECW fans, and they're always asking me questions. So, yeah, yeah it's it's still cool. That is, that is cool. And I, I can't wait to uh... – to see you in September when I'll be at the ECWA show as well. 
Uh, Jim, I know obviously you've got a lot of kind of irons in the fire. It seems like you're still doing a good bit of stuff between the conventions and the shows here and there and stuff. If people want to keep track of you and everything you've got going on, what's your social media like? Uh, my only social media is Twitter. Twitter, um, okay. I see, I see all the BS that my wife goes through on Facebook, so I don't oh, have yeah. anything to do with yeah. Facebook. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it. I'm on Twitter, and it's at Jim Molinell, J I M M O L I N E A U X. Unfortunately, that's that's my Twitter handle. Hey, uh, but that's the only that. social media, yeah. and you can check it out. I mean, I I usually make a couple smart ass comments. Um, while while Monday Night Raw or or AEW are going on, if if I'm watching, um, but I do a, a daily um, song, uh, you know, a daily song. Throw, throw, yeah, I throw songs out there for people okay. to go. Oh, I right. remember that. <laughs> oh, I never heard that. Maybe I should check it out. So that's cool. It's not um, just wrestling stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's, there's there's some smart ass social social nice. comments on yeah. there. I saw you. Uh, I saw you wish the Blue Meanie a happy birthday, and uh, I, he called into WIP while I was listening tonight. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> see, things kind of always go full circle with that. But yeah, yeah, he's, he's a busy, he's a busy Philly guy. He, he's he really is. involved with a lot of stuff yeah. around Philly. Yeah, today <laughs> is his birthday. So happy birthday, Meanie! Happy birthday to uh, to, to the Blue Meanie for sure, uh, Jim. Uh, I, first of all, thank you so much for the time tonight. I I, I loved it. It flew by. Uh, we are against a commercial break. Kathy, did you have anything else you wanted to say to Jim? I see her lurking in the yeah. corner. That I'm only playing. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> see, it wasn't I'll me either. In September. What you say? Oh, nothing. I, nothing. I said it wasn't even me starting trouble. <laughs> well, Brady always you, you know that's Brady. <laughs> oh dear. See, my mouth gets me in trouble, Jim. It's really bad sometimes, but I try to be good. Yeah, mine, mine used to, too, but and, and now I can probably say, still say the same stuff that, that got me in trouble, but they go, hey, you crazy old man. Well, you're a legend, you know? And back then, you could probably back it up. There was never any point where I'll be a legend or where I could back it up, so it's a lot different. Oh, I, I could never back it up. I was no tough guy, believe me. No? <laughs> I may have played one on TV, but I was no tough guy. Yeah. Well, you were, and that's you were, if you believe I was the tough guy on TV. <laughs> well, you, were, you, 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 you stood up to them, that's for sure. Uh, I have a lot of great well, memories. Well, I think that's an, important quality. That's, I yeah. think that's an important quality for referees. They, they have to show some to sort stand of control up? in the ring. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily stand up, but say, hey, you know, you you got to follow the rules, and I'm the one laying them out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and don't ever do anything in front of me because disqualification. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, uh, Jim. That, we're up against a commercial break, but thank you so much for the time tonight. It really was an honor. Sure, no and, problem. Uh, glad to glad to come on. I'll come on anytime you need me. Uh, that's great. Thanks, uh, we will we will definitely keep that in Thanks, mind. Stro. Can I can I ask you a quick favor before we let you go? Absolutely. I, I don't remember if I got it before, but can we get you to record uh, what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show? Sure. Okay. Uh, so the name of the show, as you can see behind me, it's in the room. Uh, just. Say who you are. Tell people they're listening to In the Room, and uh, and we'll have you on your way whenever you're ready. Sure, no problem. Thank All you. Right. Hey, wrestling fans. Jim Molyneux here, former ECW senior official, and you are listening to In the Room.
Thank you so much for the time tonight, Jim. You're awesome. Not a problem. Glad to do it. <laughs> Happy to see awesome. you. Thank you so much. We'll, we'll talk to you. See you in September. Definitely. I can't wait. All right. Take care. Take care. All right. And, uh, so that was a legendary referee, ECW, uh, Jim Molyneux. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to take that quick commercial break. We'll get that out of the way, and then we're going to open it up to the callers. We also got a bunch of topics we're going to kind of sprinkle in here and there. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to get in touch with us here tonight if you want to, and uh, we will be right this is the sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then we uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Joe, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian team David Lane and wrestler, promoter, Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. <laughs> Dominique et Mickelique s'en avaient tout simplement aux dieux, pauvres chansons. En tout chemin, en tout lieu, ils ne parlent que du bon Dieu, ils ne parlent que du bon Dieu. À l'époque où Jean Santerre d'Angleterre était le roi, Dominique, notre père, combattit des albigeois. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. 
right here live on vocnation.com. Don't forget to check us out on uh, Patreon. You'll find the link. Just go to a, click on the premium link there at the top of vocnation.com. Check out all the great stuff that's available for as low as just $3 a month. Uh, lots of incredible stuff there. And check out all the other great shows on the network as well. Uh, things like Shelly Martinez and Wes Briscoe and Manny Fernandez. Uh, show. You wouldn't believe who we were talking to. I almost don't even want to say it on the air because, like, it would, um, you know, when it doesn't work out, people will be so disappointed. But uh, it could be really good. I don't know if that does anything. No. It could be really <laughs> Maybe I'll get out my guitar and play a song. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. And uh, we're going to get to the callers in short order, but before we kind of jump back in, Joe, tell us what you got going on this week, man. I, I mean, I'm looking at your schedule for Thursday, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> oh, uh, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, my goodness. This Thursday night on WCW Retro at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VOCNation.com, uh, topic of discussion is going to be Ron Simmons. Damn. Oh, so if you catch a, a favorite moment, a memory of Ron Simmons, please call in and share it with us. Glad to hear Ron Simmons. It, Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, this Friday night on my Horror Sci-Fi show, The Show Zone at uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time, on my official Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Maestro, we'll be featuring a classic in the 60s, Frozen Alive. So please tune in. Excuse me? Frozen yeah, Alive. Frozen Alive. That's, that was me when I went yeah. to Ottawa last year. You can't go there anymore, bud. Yeah, I um, uh, you know, you're talking, uh, you're talking Ron Simmons, and I probably won't be able to call in Thursday, but I got to tell you, my favorite Ron Simmons memory, uh, Ron doesn't even know about, but uh, it was absolutely amazing to me. So, um, as a young pro wrestling illustrated writer, right, one of the first things I started doing was the introducing column for the wrestler inside wrestling you know you know the one that like mm -hmm. it's the first time that you're hearing about a lot of these people you know before they become stars like guys like the young bucks and kenny omega and uh arya davari and i i just so many of them you know that i profiled uh kurt hennig's kids you know like i just i uh, so i love doing this column but the first one that i ever did was this guy named jason statextra just big muscle down uh -huh. guy he's the guy that does the um the Conco Pro Wrestling, uh, we've had them on before. Like they do, like the the play mixed with the wrestling show, if you remember, out of Florida yeah. and out of Chicago. So like, so Jason Static, um, I go to a Monday Night Raw very early on, writing for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I just interviewed Jason Static, Ray, and uh, I, I'm, I'm watching the dark matches, and Ron Simmons comes out, and he's fighting Jason Static of all people. Now I'm all excited. I'm like, oh, my God, like I just talked to this guy the other day. And uh, so I call him up on his voicemail. And I'm like, I I'm like, I'm actually calling his match back to him, Stro, in his voicemail. I'm like, oh, you're doing this. You're trying to fight back. And I'm like, before I could like, before the voicemail could even end, Ron Simmons like just clobbered him and brought it home. It was like a 15-second match. It was like there was like nothing to it, you know? <laughs> But it was just fun. Uh, just to see him take that pounding, Kathy. It's rough. It was That's rough. A rough voicemail to get. Yeah. That's a rough voicemail to get. Well, I, I was thinking I kind of felt bad for it after the fact, but, you know. 
I did see him after it the show. Like you yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're in there with Ron Simmons. You were in there with Ron Simmons. <laughs> uh, so, uh, listen, I, there's a lot I want to talk about still tonight. Uh, the first thing I want to kind of jump on is WrestleMania Backlash. And uh, we're also going to sprinkle in the calls as well. Um, I didn't see WrestleMania Backlash, so I'm probably not the most qualified person to talk about it. But I saw that there were zombies. And I just... Thomas Smash. You know, we were getting pretty bad 10, 11 years ago. I don't know if you remember when Dolph Ziggler, uh, he got hit in the head, and they did the little cartoon bird circling around him on Raw. And when they did that, I said, I said to, uh, to my friend at the time, I, I said, you know, wrestling has finally, amazingly, jumped the shark. Or at least WWE has. I think WCW did when they brought in RoboCop and Chucky. But then they kind of rebounded, so it was okay. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Ha- cartoon birds around the head. But zombies. They tore the Miz's ACL. Zombies. I'm on a level with you. That, look, we've done this show. Well, I, I think I think you and I have worked together on this show. I I, I think we're actually probably coming up on ten years. See if you can imagine that. I had hair back then, Matt. Um, on my head. Actually, your your picture, your picture that attaches to you in my phone. Features you with more hair, but significantly heavier, and looking very stylish in a cheese jersey. Um, the uh, we've been on the show for for a while now, and and Stro, I I think I think even, and even Stro, I think I think this is what six or seven years that that he's been doing. He's been doing this with us. But Fourteen. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. November of fourteen. Yeah. I am. I am going to say. I am going to say that zombies is by far the stupidest thing we have ever talked about on the show. <laughs> there, there is absolutely no dumber gimmick. Now, I mean, I, I would say maybe the only thing that would come close, um, perhaps. When they tried to kill a deer, the butcher in Halloween Magic. Oh, that was good. <laughs> maybe, maybe we're going to literally kill a deer. Yeah, maybe we're going to literally kill a deer. That might, that might somehow be worse. Maybe I don't know. Look, I hate, I hate the whole zombie thing to begin with. It is the dumbest thing. Like, is it possible that, like, like okay, like, is lichen crappy real? No. Like, like werewolves are not real. But is it possible that... I dated a zombie in college. Is it po- And I'll bet she just laid there. I would have with a college degree. Give me the hand, Brady. Give me the hand. Brady's got all the freaks coming after him in college. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she just, like, turned to dust. Which is, like, you know... Sorry. <laughs> no, just must, she must not have been that into it. And that chased away Kathy. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the focus. We're going <laughs> to start off with Tora. Uh, Tora, what's going on? Not you much. Got... How's everything? 
You remember, you sounded like that old. Do you remember the cereal commercial where they'd be like, what's going on? And she'd be like, nothing, honey. And she'd be eating the cereal, nothing, honey. You're like, nothing Ooh. much. <laughs> Tell her what's your favorite way. cereal? Salmon Toast Crunch. Yeah, that's ah. disgusting. So, um, that's respectable. <laughs> that's respectable. Wow. <laughs> I used to like Cookie Crisp back in the day. Now it tastes okay. like plastic toys. Thank you. I was going to say, I have, a, I have like these I have foggy memories. Legos. Yeah, I have oh, these man. foggy memories wow. of Cookie Crisp not tasting like cardboard garbage. Right. And then like a couple years ago, um, and I'll, I'll never forgive them for this, like I bought a box and I said, oh man, I'm going to have these fun childhood memories come back to me in real time. And I... Like, it wasn't even edible. Like, they just kind of sat there in the milk. They became neither cookie-like, nor were they at any point crispy. They were just kind of, like, gross. Then it didn't absorb no, the milk. No. no, they just sit there. Yeah. If I'm going to be graphic, they look like little turds floating in, in white uh, water, is what they look like. I mean, that's a bit much, but you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> Tora, what do you think? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'll just, just say we have like zombies eating cookie crisps. That'd be the next thing. Yeah, that would have been more interesting. Tora, what do you think about zombies in WWE? I I would have had them eat out any. I would have I would have had them well, eat. I would have had them eat anybody other than the Miz. I think Tora. <laughs> <laughs> like, could you imagine? If they just had, like, the zombies come and, like, eat Drew Gulak and you never saw him again. <laughs> like, it would be amazing. Right. So, and, this is an interesting thought. Yeah. What else is new, Tori? This is what happens when you're not drinking, when you're not having fun. Right. You all right? You, you, doing, well, you doing your taxes, Tori? Yeah, I'm doing my taxes. What's going on? Okay, so, like, Tori, right, you Tori. need to talk. Love but, you, yeah, Tori. You need Love to, you, Tori. You need, you need to talk. Brady, here's what we're going to do. The next time you go to go to a call, instead of going to them, I'm just going to go get my soft drawer, and I'm going to bring it out here and organize it, because then at least something will be happening. Well, there you go. There you go. So, yeah, yeah so the zombie's stupid. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, I know that you wanted to talk about, like, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. And uh, I guess it was Bailey. I'm sorry, Bailey and uh, Bianca Belair. Um, they, uh, I didn't see the match. It struck me as odd that Sasha wouldn't be in that spot. Uh, but I don't know. Okay, so it's interesting. I wanted to bring up the the Cesaro Roman Reigns match first. Oh, okay. Because well, All right. what happened okay. in the, So, Cesaro lost, much to the chagrin of everyone on this program. Yeah, I was hoping Roman Reigns would big swing him out of the ring, though. That actually would have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a fan of Cesaro, I wasn't necessarily happy that he lost. But... I thought he came out of that match looking really good. And well, that was great. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, there were a lot of, like, so, so what specifically made it great? Well, it told a great story to me. I mean, it really did, and very believable, and the fact that, you know, it, it brought out the best in both Roman Reigns and Cesaro. The fact that Cesaro could come back from an injured arm and do what he did, and, and just some of the amazing things he did, and, and Roman, Chris Testament, being the methodical heel that he is. And that's sort of what I picked up on, too. I was... Um I was a little less focused unnecessarily on on the in ring the in ring story, the journey, and and I was much more concerned about the end. But they ended up working together. I was okay with it. Yeah, Cesaro lost. I would have preferred to see him win because I'm a fan. But he looks good now and he has something he can go do for a while while Roman holds the belt. And then just one more thing I liked about it. It didn't have any zombies. This, this is true. Who <laughs> zombies? It had no, it had no stupid zombie. zombies. I don't, I don't necessarily want to dwell on the zombies, but, like, like okay, if you had a gimmick like Papa Shango or the Boogeyman, <laughs> like, at least the they made no sense. Not only were they bad and stupid, but they made no sense. None. You, you get them together, be like a thriller video. Be great. <laughs> no, that would be bad. That would be so bad. But no, listen, stop. At least the you man, you'll have some dancing. <laughs> I'm about. What I would be down for? Okay, zombie worms. Zombie worms. All right, uh, giant worms. You, you, you know, Batista's uh, a heck of a dancer. He could do the hey, dance. Hey, zombie Batistas. Yeah. You know what this conversation really needs right now. You know what zombies need. What this conversation Cowbell. needs. Needs a little vitamin D. What's going on, Derek? Hey. Oh, that really sounded that really sounded weird. Vitamin hey. D. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, apologies for missing last <laughs> week. I, I worked late, but if you guys thought that Cody Rhodes was going to solve racism and I was not going to show up to celebrate, you don't know Derek McDonald. <laughs> All right, Derek, I'm curious. Since you brought that up, I'm curious because I saw, um, I hopped onto the Twitter machine when I saw that, and I said, I said, surely, surely the rational people of Twitter will have surely. good measured take as to, as to what they're seeing on this screen. I don't know what I enjoyed more. I don't know if I enjoyed the utter ridiculousness of Cody's segment or if I enjoyed the hair-on-fire, completely irrational <laughs> reactions that I saw to it. It was, um... <laughs> he, he obviously was trying to be his dad, which uh, he failed at. I think, I think Brady was the one that said... Uh, Dustin probably got all of Dusty's charisma, but um, <laughs> I, I, I saw people on social media talking about it, and I was like, well, it can't be that bad. And, you know, some people hate Cody. They call him Jeff Jarrett, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking, all right, it wasn't that bad. And earlier in the day, I had read a report that said, you know, certain DPs in the company, which is the Bucks, Omega, and Cody, they're not on speaking terms. And then <laughs> I watched that promo. 
and I said to myself, you know what? I understand why Omega and the Bucks aren't talking to Cody. Like, I get it now. I can, <laughs> I can see why they don't have, whatever, anything to do with him. It was so, it's so, so self, he, he has to be a hill, right? Like, he knows he doesn't look good when he does these things, right? It's everything he does is kind of like, come on, Cody. Is he, is he not aware? I, I just assume that they're booking him as a pseudo heel. By the way, the Young Bucks changed their Twitter status to, uh, uh, not currently talking, which I thought was great. <laughs> <laughs> but and, yeah. and then I saw a report that it was like, you know, it, the heat is, is causing one game changer to not want to sign with the company. And in my head, I thought, well, that's CM Punk. Because if I'm CM Punk, I don't want to go there. You guys are fighting at the top. What, do, what the hell do I want to come there for? <laughs> uh well, they're, they're a very functional company. And remember, they're going to have two shows soon once Impact becomes a secondary AEW brand. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's happening. It's just a matter of time before that happens. And, and another thing, it, it, it feels that AEW, way. They threw Jericho off the top of the cage. They blew off the big match between the hills and the faces. And now they're going to face off again. Why? Why do I want to see you guys fight again? You just had the blood feed in the cage. Like, what the hell? What's the point? By the way, I like that Jericho has his arm all bandaged up because they said that he landed on cardboard. <laughs> so now he's got this, like, robot arm. And uh, yeah. I, I saw a report that said that he really injured it, and that's why he wore that. But they're basing it exclusively off the fact that he wore it. So they don't really know that he hurt it. I, I suspect that uh, he's wearing it. Just because people said that it was like a like like uh, Shotzi Blackheart like shows like just just like dropping back on a bed like that's that's what it was. I'm sure it was more than that, but it was just funny. Just funny. Uh, by the way, Derek, while I got you, you know, while we have you, uh, what did you think about uh, New Jack passing away? Because I can tell you, I feel infinitely safer. Oh, you should. Um, but um, he'd be leaving me in his a... trunk. It's a it's a mixed bag. Um, you, you hear the horror stories about New Jack, um, and then you, you hear some people who had great stories. Um, I went back and I watched a lot of the stuff he did in Smoky Mountain, which was some of his best stuff. And then you would see things Everyone, like you're like the fourth person a, to say that tonight, by the way. Yeah, he, like I saw something where he had a match with the Undertaker, so he took all his his friends from there. All his friends from the hood, they went down to the cemetery so New Jack could show he wasn't afraid of the Undertaker. Yeah, and just all these things he's doing, and you know he's, he's getting all those people in those mountains all upset, and he's you know he's saying you know I got out the car and the first thing that happened was I slipped in a pool of tobacco spit and all this stuff he's saying to these people, and he's pissing them off. <laughs> he was um, he, he he was polarizing. Um, he he was definitely polarizing. He he played the part to a T. If he was if he was playing the part, he played it to a T. I, I I think he was one of those people that like he just embraced living the gimmick, as they say. You know, I, I'll never forget almost getting tased by him at an indie show because he's waving his hands around. Uh, it, it's a uh, scary dude. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Malcolm. Uh, what, what's going on, Malcolm? How you doing, brother? Hey, how you doing, Brady? Uh, good, I man. Good. I'm doing good. On Saturday, I mean, I met so yeah, many nice Stroud? people. Watching Stroud, I, heard, I mean, he even, 
Because you, you left the snake in the you, 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 you don't have a formal snake? Hmm. What's that? I heard you left What's the snake that? at home for the Hall of Fame. You you don't have a formal no, snake that you wear with your uh. This, no, this, Kenny's out in my storage shed in Las Vegas. Like I didn't bring him with me. Oh, but okay. I'm gonna get I got back you. there. Kenny. Um, what I'm thinking okay. about doing, Brady, is Kenny. I drove from Las Vegas all the way back here in that car. I'm thinking about flying back there one way. And getting a, like a moving van or something, a small truck or something, just taking the stuff I really need uh, back here yeah. and leaving the rest in my storage shed. And then I got a friend out there, and um, he's got a brother in Las Vegas, and he said I could give him a set of my keys, his brother, and, and uh, this friend of mine, Milo, could go in there and uh, the stuff I don't want anymore, he could put it on. Is that Milo's collectible? Yeah, Milo's collectibles. Milo Leek is his okay. name. Uh, I got you. Yeah. But I got man, you. Brady, I had such an So you're thinking awesome you might stay in South Carolina then? Oh, I like it here. But, you know, you yeah, want to know the I, truth, though. I can't imagine. You know what I really like want to go? Oh, I yeah, really yeah. want to go to. I want to go to Anniston, Alabama. Because I've never what? been away An- from home. Anniston? Because Anniston, Alabama, uh, Fort. Fort McClellan, where I went to basic training, oh. is there, and that's where okay. I Okay, I was going to say mean, the world's largest uh, ball of wax. Yeah, but I discovered my, uh, you know, I'm a dirt here. I became a man there. <laughs> <Drove> <laughs> world's largest dirt ball lives across the street. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Malcolm. Everybody thinks Hulk Hogan was my inspiration, and he oh, was, was, but... My original inspiration was Drill Sergeant Royston. He served in Vietnam. He was six foot eight, two hundred ninety pounds. I didn't graduate with him because I couldn't do. That's all what my Hulk Hogan was, wasn't he? Two ninety. About that, yeah. But Drill Sergeant oh. Royston served in Vietnam. He's one of the few guys that came back without a physical or mental defect mm-hmm. of any kind. Yeah. Excuse me for one second. One second, Malcolm. One second. I'm sorry. Did you see the picture? Did you see there's a picture of Hulk Hogan lifting weights and and the text says Hulk Hogan coming out of retirement to fight Cody to bring racism back? Did you see that meme? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Michael. What you going to do when Mania runs wild on you, brother? Uh, I, uh, wow, that's, what was that, K-Fabe News? That's funny. Uh, that's really funny. Not, not Brady, I'd like to be back there because I remember when I, just before I graduated with Bravo Company instead of Delta Company that came there with, we did a 10-mile run, and I carried the guide on while we were, we were running, and the colonel and the general said I did such a good job in the run. You know, and it's just like my army roots are there, and I don't know. I don't know, maybe. I almost called the general you know, last week. Seven, I'm paying almost yeah, 300 for car insurance. <laughs> Go to the general. <laughs> <It's> just fine, yeah. He's <laughs> shacking the car, you know. <laughs> Everything he touches just turns to gold. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm 57. You know, I think oh, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Malcolm. I'm sorry, Malcolm. Yeah, did you see? Uh, sorry, Derek. Did you see um, 
Did you see when uh, the, the TNT, the NBA on TNT guys were interviewing John Cena? And Shaq oh, asked yeah. John Cena oh. if he saw his match with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, in AEW. <laughs> and Cena had to look on his face and like, John's like, oh. John's like, uh, actually, I'm really busy, but I'm sure if you were involved, it was very good. <laughs> good John Jim, though. <laughs> He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Damn it, Shaq. Yeah. Sorry, Malcolm. That's all right, Brady. What I, you know, I wanted to thank Susan Green. She signed a picture of her and Dusty Rose on Saturday. And I met Judy Martin of the Glamour Girls, and we were talking about Lilani Kine and the matches I used to see with her and, uh, and both of them back in the 80s. And I met a really it cool It sounds like it was an amazing event. Cra- yeah, Crazy Train. Papa Stroh did a great speech. Um, I met a guy named L.A. Tank and, and a guy named Big Game James that, were really nice to me, respectful. But there was a guy there um, that really impressed me. His name, Big Game James, is his name. Uh, you don't want to get James. You don't want to get James. Brady, you uh, want wow. to get James? Brady, he wants to get James. Him and Ellie Tank like me. I'm scared to do that. And I met Tony Rhodes, but I met And you met Bob Tank, right? Yeah, I met Crazy Train, Velvet, but I met four guys that really impressed me. Two guys uh, were vendors, and they were they were right next to Velvet, and, uh, and right. they were selling these videos, these DVDs, and I found, I got three good DVDs, brand new, for three for $10 that I've been looking for for a long time. Was, and was one I don't the remember their names. Oh, you uh, smoke. I love that. No, movie. no. Um, hey, hey, one hey, hey Malcolm, Malcolm, tell them I gave you a shout-out in my Hall of Fame speech, man. I gave you a oh, shout-out there. I just told them earlier. I told them earlier, Pop and Stroh. I mean, but, you know, yeah. Pop and Stroh, I met some guys that, one guy was a photographer, Joe, thought he did a real good job. We were talking about stuff. And then there was another guy. He was a race car driver, but he was representing a was guy. Was it Sparky Plug? He died. No, it wasn't Sparky Plug. Was Ernie Irving? I love Kevin. Ernie Irving. He used to drive a Skittles car. Yeah. Hey, 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 Malcolm, did you tell him about the diner we had uh, dinner at the night, the night before? And, oh yeah, and we the guy, the, the guy walked in, looked like the tall man from Phantasm. Wait a minute! Oh, Wait a minute! Stro, you went to a diner with Malcolm? Yeah, right, yeah. I, well, I was in there with uh, Amazing Velvet and uh, La Tank. But that means that means that you're one of just three people in the whole world to have gone to a diner with both Rat Boy and Malcolm. Wow! Amazing. <laughs> It is amazing. <laughs> it, I, I've never, yeah. I've never even met Malcolm. You got me beat. Yeah, brother, hey Brady, I told brother, you brother, like, I can't wait to meet you. Had a great time. Yeah. Oh, I, I, we're I, I gonna do. You're in South Carolina. That's right down the road from me. So we're gonna make yeah. this happen well, at some point. Maybe we can meet at South oh, of yeah. the Border. Oh, I used to love that place. When <laughs> I used to love that place. I went when I was like seven. I used to love it. Brady, I want to meet you down here. 
because when we meet down where? Down down where? And Pockets girl, I don't owe you dinner. All I gave him I gave him a stunning Steve Austin uh, action figure I had for his birthday present I missed back in January. Oh, all right, man. That's, that's really cool. That's uh, yeah. you're the man, dude. I, I love you. It's uh, oh oh you know what actually we need an impression from you. No, you're good. I just need an impression from you. Who would be a good impression? Okay. Oh, I want to do what we were talking about on Retro. Oh, I want to do what I was talking about on Retro Thursday night. Ron Simmons? Can you do a Ron Simmons impression? Hold on now. I'm the dog that bows down to one man, and that's a good load of I love you, Malcolm. You're the man, dude. Is that Harley Race? Uh, <laughs> no, that was Junkyard Dog. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, I mean, Junkyard Dog, those are close. <laughs> they're, the, yeah, they're, they're in the same sort of ballpark. Think? You know, Ray, Ray, what did you want to talk about tonight? I, you were saying something about uh, Bailey and... and oh, I don't know. Was that your thing? I, I was talking, I was talking about something and then... Yeah, I was talking about something, and then you took us into Space World. Um, <laughs> Space World. Yeah, Woo! Well, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Stro and Derek and I were trying to host a wrestling show, and then you took us into Bizarro World. Yeah, but there's a lot more to come, so, so, so buckle uh, down. I'll, I'll bet. So what, <laughs> what I had, had mentioned before, what, what, we, what we had been talking about before was – how well the Cesaro Roman Reigns match went from beginning to end. The, the entire thing worked, and it set everybody up to do what they need to do and look good. So but that no zombies. Want, well, yeah, and, but, and, and that's part of why it worked because there were no zombies. Um, on the other side of the coin, look, I get. You you decided to go with Bianca Belair for reasons that I don't. We understand. Oh, that's the connection. I got you. Okay. Uh, I, I get that. Um, and so, like, I get that because you, you did the thing where she just sort of comes out of nowhere to win the title. You need her to get, like, a good, strong defense in early on. Strong. Yeah, you need a strong, like, bull. Um, yeah. But <laughs> didn't, didn't you have other people that could just like go out and get their head kicked in. Why why did it Bailey's like an act that that's an actual challenger. That can have actual good matches with someone. Like if you if you needed someone to just go out and lose what what was Dana Brooke out sick? Well, people are going to be even more pissed off because it looks like uh, Bianca might end up shaving Bri- uh, Bailey's hair. So, um, <laughs> oh no, buckle up! Oh around. no, you know, you know, we were responsible for the Molly Holly chant when uh, when she got her head shaved at uh, WrestleMania, and then Brock Lesnar went out there with Goldberg, and everybody was chanting Molly Holly the whole time. That that was us. He was flipping yeah. you off at the specifically for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Let's go to. Oh, here's. Oh man, it's been a long time. What, you guys are gonna love this. Probably not. What's going on, Mike? How you doing, brother? Um, hey. 
I, uh, I, you all right? Not talking to you, well, yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm in the third week of, uh, COVID, tested positive. Oh, oh no. It's, oh, uh, this How are you feeling? Are you okay? Well, I'm doing better, but trying to get okay. breaths at times is, is hard. And uh, that's why I can't call. I'm only going to be on here probably for about five or six minutes. Um, what happened, we lost my my assistant pastor, and the whole church is in mourning right now up in uh, – he's the church in American Canyon, okay. Calvary Baptist, Pastor Rod Burkholder. He's going home to be with the Lord this morning. Yeah. And I'm sorry. four people affected yeah. with the – with the COVID and my landlord's fighting for her life right now. That's where I got it. I think from uh, Jesus, from my landlord, because she, uh, she turned white as a sheet the other night when I went in to check on her. And next thing I know, we got one in the house and uh, I'm being very careful. I have to, I have to quarantine. This is my third week of quarantine. And, um, and you're positive. Yeah, before that, I was going to the gym. I, I worked out, and I was doing great. And then all of a sudden, yeah. I didn't know my landlord contacted this disease first, but um, she's she's in the hospital now in the ER. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's trying yeah. to get... Yeah. Uh, Bowler. Bowler was this cool. is very important. Please wear your mask. Don't trust those people that say... Hey, let's get a bunch of people out there with no mask and stuff. You just don't know who has it. You know, it's very scary. You could, you could say, like I was vaccinated and I have it. So it's scary, you know. And, and I couldn't walk the other day. That the other day, yeah. my, my leg out. I had to use a cane just to oh, get out of bed. Oh my god! You know, it's, but, it's, uh, um, I didn't realize so you were vaccinated and you still got it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been walking around thinking I'm invincible now because I, I in fact, I got a, Ray, you'll love this. I, I actually got a, a lanyard and I had Hero written on it so I could put my card on it when I wear it around everywhere. So my vaccination yeah. card is Hero. But that's good. But it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I took it. See, Mike is scolding Not me. all heroes wear capes. Yeah, Mike uh. is scolding me. I've taken the opposite effect. I'm a hero because I'm letting other people get the vaccine. I'm bravely sacrificing my well-being <laughs> just yeah. so that other people can go get it. And also because the vaccine is a dumbass thing in a network. Uh, we're, no, we're not getting into so there's that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mike, I, I really hope you feel better, though. I mean, I, I'm get, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call her up. I'm going to send Alexa Bliss over to you to make you feel better. Oh, you should oh, I, nowadays. You don't want that. I'm not really... Brady, I I like the old election. I just can't follow. I just can't follow the the stuff she's doing now. I, it just I I switched to AW. I like Britt Baker. You don't like and I'm hoping she can. I, I'm hoping she can beat uh, Shakita, but I don't know. It's going to be a tough match. Shakita. Um, and is that her name? And I like she's like like a banana, yeah. like a banana, Shakita. Shakita, Shakita. Yeah, they had a. Hiroshita. Hiroshita. Is that is it? That, uh, yeah. I, I can never pronounce that. Yeah. I, I just. If you could ever yeah. get. 
if you could ever get the doctor on the show, please let me know. That that would be awesome. Yeah, well, he knows her guy. I just, we were supposed to have her before <laughs> AEW, but now they control everything. So. Yeah, I just I like AEW. She did just, Super Eight. I, you know, yeah. Mike, I could probably find the Super Eight she was in. I'll send it to you. Okay, okay. Uh, they got some good yeah. girls on there. I've been watching yeah. like uh, the Big yeah. Swole. Have you seen the uh, Swole? And then they got. Um, Oh, they've got uh, Penelope Ford. You've probably met Penelope Ford, right? Oh, yeah, a bunch of times. Yeah, she she does. Yeah. She's the super bad girl. Shout great out, great wrestler. You, you're, you're like Big Swole, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> the black woman. And then you've got, uh, and then you've got, um, oh, the yeah, girl, used like to, her dad used to be a boxer, yeah. uh, Velvet, Red Velvet. Have you heard of Red Velvet? She's a great wrestler. Yes. And you, you know, I'm going to Red Velvet is actually about? dating Wes Briscoe, who's on VOC Nation. Oh, okay. He all comes full circle. Okay. Yeah, oh, she's, she's, a, about the, she's a great girl. The zombie. Great what's, girl. what's the zombie they have, Brady? What's the zombie chick's name? Oh, the, the, the Satan one. Not the Satan. Yeah, uh, what is her name? She's a zombie. Ab- Abaddon? What do you think about Abaddon? Abaddon. Oh, Ab- she's, Abaddon. she's funny. She's scary. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. That's a scary she girl. Alexa Bliss? Oh, uh, no. I... I <laughs> It, it just Malcolm said I if one one day the reason I had to stop calling my uncle got mad at me he says Mikey said you can't have offended Malcolm about talking about Alexa Bliss and I said look I like I like Alexa Bliss I don't I don't hate her but I don't like the stuff I don't like watching like a little girl with a you know I don't oh. like the character they're giving her I'm Wait sorry on, yeah. just Hold you know on. it just I can't follow it. You guys, you know, being a Christian, I can't follow. I can't follow years. Satanism, you know, because for years, for years, you and Brady would come on here. Derek, you don't know what you're talking about. Alexa Bliss is amazing. I, no, I'm not going to allow you to not like her. In my world, you yeah. still like her. You're, you're not allowed not to like her. I still like. No. Her. Well, I well, still we like. like we it, like the it, heel. In we fact, like the, I, I, we in like fact, it. I I think she's gonna. I think she's gonna be the one to beat Rhea Ripley. How do you like that? It, yeah, but um, what um, I still I'm gonna, I'm I don't hate here. her. I'm going to jump in here and add some IQ. No, I'm going to jump in here and add some IQ points to this. Kind um, of why are you going to do that? Why um, are you going to do that? Yeah. Well, okay. I would like people to listen to the show. Um, uh, first off, I I would like to clarify. I have no opinion on the vaccine. It's just that any time a caller suggests anything, I I declare it to be done. Um, yeah. <laughs> number two, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with I'm gonna side with Derek on this. Uh, Mike, I'm going to call absolute shenanigans on, on your position. Uh, first off, uh, yeah. you're not following Satanism. It's a character. Like, like, like you not really yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's I just, I just, um, just, just, uh, uh, well, just being. Uh, second, no, let me finish. Let me finish. Second, sure, off, um, sure. Uh, I'm going to say no, because, like, like, the hottest she has ever been was when she started bleeding out of her eyes at WrestleMania. Like that was that was just delightfully attractive. Um, she looked like this girl I dated in college. Oh she looked like girls I dated in yeah. college. Um, these guys more about this college you went to with all these all these freaks. It was amazing. Freaks. Well did you ever see American cool. Horror Show Freak Show? It was like that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Like a lizard I I mean, Yeah, like where like yeah. Yeah, sign me up. Um Right. Uh, we even made the NCAA one year. But here's what I think. 
Um, uh, I think I think that for whatever reason, um, I think that for for whatever reason, you have uh, uh, you have just decided that you would rather watch AEW, and you're giving us this ridiculous reason uh, when you could just come on and say, "I've just started watching AEW." Okay, oh, yeah, here's the for thing. Sure. I, for sure. I understand for what sure. Mike's saying. I, I I understand what Mike's saying. If he is really only watching WWE for Alexa Bliss, and Alexa Bliss just wants to back and forth on the swing and play with a doll and bleed out of the eyes, I can understand if he wants to try and find something else to watch. I can understand sure. that. Mike, I only I, watch Alexa I choose... Bliss really on the Miz and Misses now. She's much I better. They got more. Why that much more? <laughs> yeah, they've got more. Really they've does. got more matches on AEW. They've got more women matches than they do on WWE. It's it's just incredible. It, it, and I've never seen. Yeah, you know, really. You always see a new girl each week. You know, you, you don't see that on WWE. None of them are really. That's yeah. because none of them are really that good. So you have to try new ones every week. It's Brit, it's Britain Baker and everybody else. That's why well, I, like, I hope Britt Baker what can win, but I don't know. I guess yeah, you're not watching that too. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, it's hard to laugh, guys. Eric, it's hard you're to laugh. Laugh. All right, Mike. It's great. Mike, it's great talking to you guys. You too, yeah, I If Get I don't call in at times, I I just I'm real weak, guys. I'm not I'm not myself well, right now. I, I love you guys. We'll be praying I miss for you, guys, Mike. But, We'll be yeah, praying for you, and I'm, and I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a uh, a care package. It's going to have a uh, Britt Baker in the Super Eight. I think it was like from four or five years ago. So <laughs> I'll send awesome. that over to you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Love you, okay. brother. Take care of yourself. Love you guys too, man. Love you, Brady. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. I I forged these. No. Right. I forged these relationships, and and I have to water them daily, and. You know, Ray wants to step on my garden. These are these are no, my garden. Like my flowers. Garrett, help me here. Help, you have children, Garrett. Um, <laughs> bleach I, on my flowers. I am convinced. Uh, I am convinced uh, that uh, there are people who call into this show. No one in particular. I wouldn't want to name names. Um, <laughs> I think there are people in this show, and I want you to help me because you're the only one that has children. Um, I think that they were not given affection as children, and they now seek attention from anyone that they can find. You know, so, so did you guys? I think. Did, did you guys hear what Triple H? Did you guys hear what Triple H was saying with CM Punk? And and uh, he he said that first of all, he said that they just talked a year and a half ago. I'm guessing that was with backstage. I'm not even sure. Um, but he basically said that WWE would take him back. He doesn't think CM Punk wants to come back. He's like, everyone's like, place a call. He's like, who's to say CM Punk would even want the call? CM I, Punk made it pretty clear he wants the call. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, that's why I wonder if he, he's just waiting for the – because for me, I think if he's going to come back, it's going to be WWE because um, he's had more than enough opportunities to show up in AEW. But yeah. I wonder if they're just waiting for the right time maybe. I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for crowds. Yeah, because you would think. Or maybe it's not going to happen. I was. Somebody else said they didn't think he was it. Jim Cornette. Somebody else said they don't think he was going to come back. Because if he was, he would have came back by now. I forget who who said that. But 
Maybe they're you know what they should do. Yeah, I mean, if they really want to sell out, this would be a gangbuster idea. You have a WrestleMania in Chicago in a football stadium, and uh, you bring him back for the main event and put him in the Hall of Fame all in one weekend. And just um, just for that, yeah. and <laughs> just take, yeah. I think it would be the that that would probably be bigger than the Dallas one if they can fit that many people. Well, Soldier Field is yeah. so small. Is it? See, I don't even know. Yeah, it's Soldier Field's teeny tiny. And that's that's another thing. That's, that's boys. Let me ask you something. What is okay? You a football team. You want a football team? Yeah. Um, I'm not even a Bears fan. I just find this to just be laughable, just out of space. And, and you renovate your stadium, which is already a stadium that is too small to host a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You a, find a way to expand seating capacity and put a retractable roof on the stadium so that you can then host said Super Bowl. Or B, do you leave it a completely open-air stadium and actually reduce the number of seats? Because I'll right. tell you what the Bears did. You're talking to a guy who lives. They did the on second one. You're talking to a guy who lives along Allen, five minutes away from the Coliseum, where they redid it and made it too small for the Islanders to have games in there. They had to move the Islanders to Brooklyn, yeah. only for that to be a shitty place for them to come back to Long Island, just for them to build a new arena ten miles down the road. So I I completely yeah. understand what it's like yeah. for people to. But it's like in Minnesota, the Vikings built. After all these years of playing in the Dome, Minnesota decides we're going to tear down the Dome, we're going to build a new stadium, and it's going to be outside. I remember thinking, who really? was that? Yeah. That's stupid. Nah. I, see, I thought that – and that, that was ridiculous. When I read that, too, because I said, wait a second. Have none I didn't of them, hear that. Have, have none of them been outside in Minnesota during the winter? <laughs> I, what, what the hell? Like, I was in Ottawa, and it was so cold. It was awful. And then I hear that Minnesota is north of Ottawa, and I think it is. There's no way. There's no way I would do that. Uh, what if, like in Chicago, what if they had it like did it like a Jesus thing, where like they have the the show on like Lake Michigan, and all the fans are kind of like on the the surrounding shore. You know, you could you could get a pretty good vantage point from all around the city. Watch everybody catch hypothermia. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Chicago, I'm sure they all. They probably walk around with walking pneumonia. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Speaking of walking pneumonia, let's go to Rat Boy. What's going on, pal? Whoa. <laughs> All right. I got a couple things I got to say. Hi. Please, please <clears throat> don't buy into after I talk. Okay. Oh, I would okay. have. No problem. All right. Right. I just want yeah, right. <laughs> Okay, one thing oh, is that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Say, happy birthday to the Superfly <laughs> Snooker, because today he's Rest Shout in peace, you. my brother. Up Shout in heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't know. And, yeah. thank God, the legend. that Trina and Natty are the yeah. tag team champion of the female league. Ooh, I'm sorry, I love you, that. Did you call her Gina? It's about time. You called her Gina? Gina? That'd be amazing. Gina Snooker. Gina Snooker. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm wrong. You're right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Gina, I forgot. Gina Snooker. Yeah. 
God damn it, I'm getting old. And, and there's one thing that, that, that you guys that did, you guys didn't mention, okay? It's about time they, they they broke something over the weekend on Backlash, okay? Okay. What they break? The Mysterio was Sammy or the tag team champion. I was about to say huh? broke his beard. The Mysterios are tag team champions. Yes. You know, that, that, that's, in, that's in history now. That mm-hmm. father and son mm-hmm. never happened before until now. I'm happy okay. for that. Okay. What else? Okay. And last, and last, and last night. What else you got? Last night. Did you, you see, um... <laughs> Did you see the uh, the lumberjack match? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. The lumberjack. Who was out there? I saw the applejack match. Who was out there? Applejack. Oh man. Who was out there on that lumberjack match? Cedric Alexander. I'm I'm embarrassed. I know this. Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, Nikki Cross. Uh, Nikki, there. right there, right there. Hold up, hold up, right there. Nikki Cross. Okay. okay. She was the only thing that was right there. But yeah, because she's crazy. Yeah. That's her thing. She's she's crazy. Yeah, but but it, I thought yeah. it was all not but men around the ring. But now they now they're going to put females for lumberjacks now. Does that does that offend you, Rat Boy? Oh, uh, I know. What's going to happen next year? That's groundbreaking. We're going to start letting women have jobs. Come yeah, on. God damn it! I don't want no female lumberjack. Rat Boy, are you still into females? Whoa. <laughs> He yeah. likes hell. That's a derogatory term now, but I, I mean, are you still into that? Male, male. Didn't stop you from from throwing it out there. And and, and the main topic is I didn't know okay, how to word it without him knowing. <laughs> the main topic is you ready? You ready? You didn't, you didn't, didn't mention it on Brady. On the TV. Didn't mention it. Yeah. Didn't mention it at a convention. Uh-huh. I took a picture of New Jack with his finger up to you. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, actually. Oh, I mentioned oh, I it at the beginning it. of the show, and I shared it with trying everybody. To over, trying to get yourself I'll tell you what, man. New, New yeah, Jack was wearing all these guys. I asked you to stay really away from him, and you I asked you to stay away from him, and you wouldn't. Better be glad mm-hmm. that was a finger. And uh, that gets, He's lucky uh, that's what he him. got. He could have exactly. ended up in his trunk. <laughs> That just uh, ha- Hamburg, Legend of Hamburg. I got the whole card here. What? Legend oh, of Hamburg. Hamburg. Yeah, the Jim Molyneux is going to yeah. be the same. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm going to hear you. Stop. I'm having trouble hearing you, Rebel. Did you just say that you had Hamburglar cards? I thought that's no. what you said. Legend of Hamburg. Oh, I thought you said Hamburglar. Yeah, I'm making him a good part. He's Grimace and Mary McCheese. Oh, Mary McCheese. Oh, yeah. And then there was the sea captain. I like the fry guys. I like the fry guys. Officer Big Mac. Yeah, I like the fry guys. Yeah, they like little pom-poms. Yeah, remember, like, you get, um, Rapway, we're doing a show here. Shut up. No. If you remember, like, you would... Uh, you would get, uh, 
you never actually got them like in a Happy Meal or anything, but like the little McNuggets toys, and they would just, yeah. they would just randomly appear. And one day, just in your toy box, there's like a stray smiling McNugget. Yeah. Oh wow. Many of them who remembers this. I, I yeah, have one. I do. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to my guy Mac tonight. That was my guy. The, the moon. Oh, the guy with the moon. Tonight. <laughs> the moon. I, I was Mac yeah. tonight for Halloween. Oh, one year. Man, I was really? Mac tonight for Halloween. That's how big it got. Are you really? I, yeah. Uh, and by the way, best uh, best McDonald's uh, Happy Meal thing, or I guess thing that I got at McDonald's. I don't know if it was Happy Meal, uh, but I was about three or four, and I got a Garfield mug that said, "I hate Mondays." <laughs> See, with, with okay, me, I seen. I was gonna say, for, for people me and Ray's age, they had like in the the mid '90s, you can go get the Batman Forever Cup. So it was like Batman, the Riddler, uh, Mister Freeze. And I believe Robin had one too. So that was the big thing for me when I was a kid. Nice. All right. The thing I was a kid was the eagle glasses. The eagle glasses. So if you, if you're Derek and I's age, um, if you went down the road and you went to the Burger King instead, mm-hmm. uh, there were there were Inspector Gadget toys. Do you yes. remember from like the late '80s, early '90s? Yes. Yes. Yes, they had they had the Inspector Gadget toys, um, and like, each one of them came with its own Inspector Gadget. So it wasn't like one of those ripoffs where you had to collect all the parts. It was amazing. And like the one I had, I remember I had Glow in the Dark and Inspector Gadget. Oh, it was the best. His jacket glow in the dark. That's cool. okay. Well, we didn't have that one. We had the helicopter one that you could like make fly yeah, in the air. Top, yeah. It went on top of the hat. Yeah, I had that one. Oh, one. yeah. Those are cool. Rap Boy, what else you got, man? We're going to move on. All right. All right. There's, oh. there's uh, there a couple more people. There's uh, quite a what your your guests were saying. Oh, yeah. Peter working. Santana, Jimmy Hart, Cowboy Bob Orton. Mm-hmm. There's oh, a lot of them here. Jillian oh. Hall. Remember her? Ooh. I might have to go see her. Jillian Hall. I used Papa to like Sean Jimmy Hall a lot until I met Tank Toland. Then I didn't oh, like the way she treated him. But the biggest name on his card is Todd Gordon. Oh, wow. He's going to be there. Todd, Todd Gordon. I haven't seen him in years. Yeah, the last time I saw him was a Francine show. Like, the Francine did a an ECW show for, like, uh, uh, for cancer charity. Mm-hmm. So. All right, Rathbone. It's and, been a pleasure. Who's your name that, who's your name that, um, the show might know? Tony Gurria. He's going to be there. Yeah, Stroh might yeah. know that. Oh, Tony. Yeah. Well, Tony, I know Tony. Pedro Morales. <laughs> <laughs> Will Bobo Brazil be there? Iceman King Parsons. I'm not sure. It, it, oh, it, it, man. I remember watching him with my grandfather. It was like global. On like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had the crazy but, but, the the biggest, but the biggest name around this area. You think he'll be there? All right. The biggest name around this area is Mr. ECWA champion, Mr. Uala is going to be there also. Mr. Uala. Oh, okay, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. Uala. I could. 
This is this is maybe this is the worst call we've taken. No. Bing ping, walla walla bing bing. Maybe. See that big rap boy? All right, rap boy. Hey, hey, right, I got right, you right, I, 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 you got your milk? I got my milk. I you got everything. I got to get. I, I got to get up early tomorrow to load up the truck and go down Columbus on Thursday and sell, 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 you know? We've been making a lot right, of money bro. down there. It's a bear market. Go get them. I am. It's called free market. market, but it's a free market. It's, so it's called a flea market when you're there. Who are you kidding? <laughs> I'll see you, Ralph. A free market. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. See you, homie. <laughs> so I don't. Sorry. So I, I don't know if you guys saw this. <laughs> I had I'm to sorry. mention it. I had Wait. to mention it. Wait. All right. This is simple waiting radio. Yeah. <laughs> We're having fun. Though. This is fun. You got to admit, this is the best show we've had in a while. I um. I, I mean, I enjoy it. Uh, so anyway, if I do say so myself, I um, <laughs> I saw an interview that Jinder Mahal did. Well, I guess it was the bump he did, but I, you know, I was reading about it, and um, so Jinder Mahal said that um, <laughs> he said that Drew McIntyre would have never won the title if he didn't do it first. Oh, Jesus. he said they had nearly identical. I- you got to listen to this. He, he's, he's funny. I mean, to an extent, it's true, but I can see why. So he said they got fired on the same day. When they were in three-man band, they both kind of like let their physiques go. They were both kind of on the smaller side and, you know, weren't really exercising, weren't really working out a whole lot. of. They get fired on the same day. They both leave. They both get jacked, you know. Jinder Mahal mm-hmm. goes back, and he wins the world title. And they call it an experiment. Then Drew McIntyre comes back, and he wins the world title with almost an identical physique, and they call him a hero. And he's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. It's just funny, <laughs> and it, it comes off as sour grapes. You know, he comes off as very bitter for somebody who's so young. And, um, I, he, here's the, he, I agree with you. He's not wrong. That being said, <laughs> the reason it was an experiment with you, gender, and that it's not necessarily an experiment with Drew is because when Drew talks, he sounds like a person with an accent. When you talk, you sound like a 15-year-old trying to do a growling voice. That is true. So, like... So nobody cares. That that that's why if you would just go and talk like a person, you too could get a hero run. He, he does an experiment. Like, he does talk like that. So I guess he's gonna feud with yeah. you next, huh? Well, I guess it's different. I, I mean, I I thought they were gonna do it last year, and and then he, got he went away for another he year. Got, he got he hurt got, again. Got, yeah, they said he had hurt his knee when he came back last year. He re hurt it or oh, something like that. Okay, well, steroids are a bitter mistress. I I, <laughs> I never understood why they moved him from Smack because when you move somebody like that to Raw, they inevitably lose their steam. 
Like, it, yeah, I, I, if somebody is like, like if somebody is like a really big star, Derek, and like you can feel like AJ Styles, you can feel mm-hmm. fairly confident that wherever you put AJ Styles, he's going to connect and he's going to do what he needs to do, even if you're not positioning him at the top. But when you find somebody and you strike lightning in a bottle, like a lot of people would say about Jinder Mahal, you don't move him to a new environment where he's got to start all over again. And, and, and you ruin him. I mean, it's to a lesser extent. If you remember, Drew Gulak was on SmackDown, and he was having great matches with Daniel Bryan. He was beating Daniel Bryan. Uh, him and Daniel Bryan were having great tag matches. They move him to Raw, and now he's getting roses shoved up his ass. So it's like going to Raw is a death sentence if you're doing anything on SmackDown and you're not a top guy. Right. Because then you just become a mid-carder. Uh, let's go to uh, Steve, who I believe is the last caller of the evening, then we're going to shut the phones down. Uh, all right. <laughs> what's all right. going on, Steve? Stop, Steve. How you doing, homie? Glad you're trying to dip your hips and coming to the mud ship. Hello? <laughs> yep. Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Hear any noise? It's just me and the boys. Yes, you got a yes, man. <laughs> It sounds like him. Is it a prank call? No, it's uh, it's Steven. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing. No, I was, it reminded I was me when Frederick Kennedy called us. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so what's going on, Steve? I like the song. That was good. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a lot of... Uh, uh, unidentified visitors lately. I don't know if you noticed. It's all over the news. Unide- Martians? Uh, Brian oh, Hover, I love he's pretty one. But a Martian? I'm not allowed to see that anymore. No, unidentified. Oh, what is Martian? Okay. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Yeah, I think it is. I guess, I guess it's like, uh, yeah, cultural uh, appropriation to say Martian. Really? We have to say Mars-oriented humanoid life forms. Okay. No. Yeah. It's, uh, it's scary, especially as somebody who grew up about 10 minutes from where Signs was filmed. I I, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, oh, I, like, that, I like that. That damn movie. That damn movie. You know what? That wasn't as bad. That wasn't as bad <laughs> as the village. That is a bad movie. But listen, the village, they ruined the village because what they had to do, they had the mystery and it was scary. But then mm-hmm. about 45 minutes into the movie, they revealed yeah, what it really was, and it stopped being scary. If you save that until the yeah. end, it would have been one of the best movies of all time. I don't understand no how he yeah. would see that. No lie. At the end, when she, like, almost gets hit by the car, my buddy ran through yeah. like, dragged, he dragged all of us to the movie theater, which we had to sneak in because it was rated R and we were still teenagers. And when that happened at the yeah. end of the movie, I looked at him with a straight face, and I said, I'm going to kick your ass when we get out of here. For dragging me to this movie. <laughs> I was so upset at the ending. It was bad. It was bad. Hey, um, I, um, yeah, but I've never seen an M. Night Shyamalan movie that I didn't predict, so. Like, I saw uh, the, <clears throat> the Dead People one, and I said to my sister, they're dead, aren't they? And she's like, Damn, 10 minutes of the movie. I'm like, she's dead. She's like, do you want me to tell you? And I'm like, Unbreakable was okay. Yeah, Unbreakable. What do you think about 
What do you think about Jim Molyneux tonight? Uh, he did the interview with us, and he said, and I've never heard this, um, the zombie, the zombie on ECW was originally going to be a Martian. Yeah. <laughs> but they decided to zombie. I, but, and and yeah. the, reason, the reason that they went with it was one of the stupidest jumps in logic I've ever heard from WWE. Mm. So they wanted the Martian to come out and introduce the sci-fi channel. But they couldn't, Derek, because they thought a zombie would be better equipped to take cane shots. It's it's amazing that that's a billion dollar company sometimes, isn't it? Like it's, it's just amazing. <laughs> they, they they love easy marketing. It's stupid. I I um and I couldn't believe Jim said that like Vince McMahon loved that ECW pay per view, that the one night stand thing that they the first one. He loved it. Yeah, that was. A he good was in Gorilla. He was having a great time. He was loving the crowd reactions and everything. And I asked him, like, how could they enjoy that and then turn around and make ECW what it became if they enjoyed yeah, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, that makes no it's sense. Funny. And he could I think I heard Booster that. How could you? Even Corey, even Corey Graves made a joke about that. Like, no, we're not relaunching ECW during the Lumberjack match. But that sounds funny. I saw. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the jokes by Graves. He was like, he's looking for Lucille, and and then the funny thing about that was there was an Elvis zombie that that was like my favorite part of it. Did you? And like, did you? It, you know, one of the zombies it, funny. was Rick Steiner's kid. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Joe Gacy was another see, one. See, see that? See that's the good thing about having extras. You get these people get like exposure. They get an opportunity. You know, yeah, camera, the work. Like Alexa Bliss so started they, out as one of uh, Triple H's like Vestals, you know. Yeah, right. Charlotte too, I believe. Yeah. But um. And Sasha. Yeah. I, and the, um, Yeah. The backlash has been interesting, and it's like it feels like you know the, the zombie thing is not new. Like ECW, plus they did a zombie thing at NXT with Dexter Lewis last uh, Halloween, October. So it's. It's surprising to me, like that. This has finally got the backlash that it's gotten. Like, even though they've been doing something for years. Yeah, it's stupid. It's like it's stupid. I guess the, the whole show. The whole show was like an army of the dead ass. They were showing clips before yeah. even the lumberjack match happened. And it sucks because you it know, was a pretty. It was a pretty good show, except for that that damn lumberjack <laughs> match. Which would have been a good match. And they just have I love Damian, I love Damian Priest, and I just don't like what they're doing. I don't watch Raw anymore. I I can't tune in. Like I don't like what they're doing with Priest. I, I wish Bliss would do more. Like I wish they would do Twin Peaks instead of what they're doing with Bliss and Bray. I wish so they Twin Peaks would be do great. Fashion yeah. Peaks. yeah. I want the doll to bl- I want the doll to bite Alexa Bliss on the hand, and then she stops hanging out with it. What? That would be good. Like, that would be good. You know. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw, I, I forget who it was, one of the WCW guys, uh, he did an interview, and I forget, I'm trying to remember who it was, but he said, somebody asked him why WCW wasn't strong enough to survive the invasion and, like, become its own company in WWE. And the guy said something like, well, you know, if it had been the other way around, how do you think WWF would have done if they only brought in Al Snow and Bob Holly to to like do the WWF invasion, and it was mm-hmm. like it made perfect sense yeah. to me. Like, come on, yeah. it's not. I mean, what's the Joe Henry got here all the time? 
you know, uh, any invasion where I'm supposed to be threatened by Chuck Palumbo is, I'm sorry, not an invasion. I wish China Hair could have been a bigger deal. Like, I heard Kevin, I heard Karrion Cross mention him before, but, and, and he came over from WCW, but, anyways, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, Derek, the, the I want thrillers or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I've been waiting for Derek to call in to these shows because I, I must have missed the, his other calls if he called recently. But uh, I didn't watch UFC 262. But did you watch 261? What do you think of it? If he's still on, uh, it looks like uh, Derek had to go. He, I just got a message. Sorry about that. Oh, of course. I did not. No, it's all right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think any of us are yeah. for USB. Yeah. Um, I could work. I could work a USB match. I just want to have plenty of time to to uh, rehearse it before we go out there. You know. Um, I'm kidding. There was a re- there was a boxing event too. Oh, Tyson Fury is going to have a a rematch with Wilder, like uh, at some point okay. in by September. But yeah, yeah. it was like there's. Some combat sports news for you, and then um, sure, I did want to ask, sure, uh, how was the Carolina uh, Hall of Fame? Because I didn't get the chance to call in last night or Sunday. Yeah, sure. How was that? Oh, it was a great time. I, I wasn't on the show last night, but uh, I was at well talking about the Hall of Fame. It, it was a, it was a good time. Uh, it was an outdoor ordeal, but um, it was uh. Very well done, and uh, the Holy City Brewing uh, Company were that that hosted it. They they were very gracious and you know catering and everything. So uh, it was it was a good time. I could go. Yeah, I saw food. you. And, I saw you and Tank have the Sanford and Sun shirts. Those funny the matching. Uh, oh oh yeah, the, we're, we're at the dinner at the diner the night before. Yeah, that was that was a lot <laughs> of fun. Uh, there's a guy who seriously looked like Tallman from Fantastic. <laughs> like freaking and then uh, Malcolm in the video was like doing a Hulk Hogan uh, flex pose, and I saw a picture of Greg Khali doing that same pose. So I was like, "Oh, it's the great Malcolm doing his pose, like Greg Khali or Hulk Hogan." Sounds like fun. Oh Sounds yeah, like fun. Uh, it was called the Metro Diner. Actually, that place we were at, and. The hamburger salad was amazing. It was delicious. Steve, what did you think about uh what did you think about the reports that uh AEW's VPs aren't talking to each other? You think that's a load of crap? Um, I think it could be exaggerated, but I can I can believe that there's a power struggle. Uh, I I think reports like that do interest me because um I think AEW doesn't really have that many leaks. Like you don't hear a lot about yeah. backstage stuff uh, until after the fact. So um, I, I can believe there's a struggle, a power struggle, but um, I think but it's, it's, it's got to be less. It's got to be yeah. it's got to be less political than WWE. But yeah, there's there's got to be uh, some conflict there creatively. I I would imagine, and this happens anytime you've got a bunch of people that are making creative decisions. Um, obviously only one guy is going to win out on any given situation. So it, it's not so much, I'm sure, that they're not talking to each other as it is 
that there are directions that they're going that guys don't agree with. That, that's mm-hmm. what I would suspect. And you hear that all the time in WWE. So, um, anyways, right. so, uh, yeah. Thanks for the call. It's uh, we're uh, we're starting to wind things down, but thank you so much for calling in. It's great to talk to you. Yeah. Live long and, uh, and prosper. I wish you the best in your future endeavors, my friend. Yeah, near, near, near. <laughs> Take care. Bye, Laura. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, if you guys don't mind, maybe just do a couple quick hits and we'll get out of here. Is that okay? Fastest two minutes in radio. Let's go. Ray, Ray wanted to do this an hour ago. <laughs> I, uh, okay, so here's a good one. I, I just heard this the other day. Uh, are you running the timer, by the way? Because I'm already a minute in I, and I haven't even done one. All right, hold on, hold on. Hold on maybe hold on, maybe hold on, hold on. give us three minutes. Give it three minutes because I, I think. All right, fastest three minutes in radio. Okay. Okay. Okay, uh, so only one wrestler since the 2016 draft was drafted to a brand and stayed on there the entire time. Have you guys thought? I, I thought about this, and I realized it as soon as they said it. Do you realize the one wrestler that hasn't shifted brands since 2016? Maybe give it like five seconds. Cause... Carmella. Carmella. SmackDown, 2016 never left. It's true. Congratulations, female Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> uh, you guys see that Ricochet? <laughs> this came out tonight. So somebody he said nobody flies better than him, and and somebody said, well, Io Shirai is pretty good, and he said I'm better than her. And people are getting all bent out of shape because he said he's better than Io Shirai. All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Here's one, Stro. Here, here's one I found interesting. Um, and, and I'm not a scientist. I'm not a science guy. I don't even know the legal aspects of it. I know that steroids were uh, are were illegal, right? Uh, obviously, there's some dabbling going on, and not everybody. Uh, and I would never out anybody, even if I knew anything. But like Lenny Poffo said that the Randy Savage documentary was absolutely not true and that Randy never did steroids. He did human growth hormone. I didn't even realize there was much of a difference. Like, is HGH, like, legal? Well, yeah, we're just, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, growth hormone's a lot different than the the steroid route, but, I mean, it's, uh, you just have a point there. I, I just I, I found it interesting. I, I found it interesting. Uh, how about uh, the uh, the passing of Don Carnoodle? Any thoughts yeah, on him? Man. Oh man, what a nice guy he was. Uh, we should we actually kick it off with that. Always, yeah. Yeah, have, yeah, very given to the younger guys too. Very approachable. Okay, I I didn't know him personally, but I keep hearing Bill Apter put up a lengthy thing about him. Um, we got 30 seconds, Brady. We got time okay. for one more. I, I got a good one. I got a good one. So Carlito. Carlito said that Shawn Michaels told him that he didn't like him. This is the born-again Shawn Michaels. But Carlito said he respected him for it because everybody else on Raw would have just talked behind his back. <laughs> I, 
Um, Discussing Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. Yeah. Exactly. And then Friday night, uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time, the Throw Zone on Facebook.com slash Throw the Maestro. The feature will be Frozen Alive. So uh, please tune in. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to In the Room this week. Thank you to Jim Mono for stopping by. It was a great time. If you missed it, be sure to check out the interview in the archives. Uh, as soon as we're off the air to Jim Molyneux. Thank you to the best cast and crew I could ask for. Kathy Stroh, Derek, Ray, Matt. Uh, all you guys are just incredible. Even when you're not on the show, you're helping me out in so many different ways. I, uh, I appreciate it so much, and I love each and every one of you guys. Uh, ECWA will be back on, I believe it's uh, June 5th, I believe, at Morganville, New Jersey, ECWAWrestling.com, and go to VOCNation.com. Check out all the great programs that are available on there. Uh, the revamped website is still getting worked on, but it's just looking great. Uh, so be sure to check that out as well. Uh, everybody, I think that's going to do it. Have a great night. Take care. Be good to each other. I love you all. We'll talk to you later on. See you, Stro. Bye, guys. Have a great night.